afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, January the 20th, 2022. It's another Technical Alpha podcast. Got a great show lined up for you uh, today in more ways than one, apparently. <laughs> as I was as I was taken completely off guard as uh, as as I got a, the video call from Mr. Black and uh, and noticed that he was not in studio, not with shirt and most definitely in the snow. And so this is going to be a very sensual technical alpha podcast today as we have a lot of stuff to talk about. And, and by that, I mean, really, there's one massive intergalactic topic and then there's everything else <laughs> that happened this week uh as as i think it was jeff jeff grubb uh, uh on twitter this week said okay that's great so no more news for the rest of the year please because as for, as a journalist a couple of days ago it was basically the whole world was on fire and everyone said, all right, we can stop now. It's only January, but if we could just get no more news for the rest of the year, we are good. But yes, it's another Technical Alpha podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting the chat up. Okay, just got the chat going. Uh, you got the list? I sent you the list this week. I remember to do that much. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm booting that up right now. Okay, all right. You hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, we're okay. I'm just All thankful right. we don't hear the water. That was like that was like my first problem. Was like, oh, please tell me we're not going to hear the water. Please you don't tell hear me. the water. No, okay. thankfully, which is good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's Otherwise, that. a lot of people would be driving to work needing to piss the whole way. <laughs> uh, so that was a that was a a positive. But uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, before we hop in. Of course, I have to ask the most important question of the week, Mister Black. How was your week? You know, it's been another week, Adam. Uh, same old same. Um, went down to go and check on my piano status today. We're still we're still quite a quite a ways away. So I opted to uh, to pick up a a little uh, piano today, like a like a digital kind of keyboard, whatever. Mm. Uh, so I picked that up, and uh, I guess I'll start playing here soon. But outside of that. Uh, I'm Not chilling, crazy. man. I'm, I'm nah, man. I'm chilling. I'm, I'm vibing out. I'm in the hot tub. You know, <laughs> you're gonna be a wrinkled ass mess by the time you're up into that hot tub. Yeah, but that's okay. It's comfortable and it's a good right. temperature today. It's cold, but it's not like it's eighty-seven not degrees below zero. So that's exactly. you know, it's a nice, comfortable, happy medium. Yep. Uh, my week was. Uh, but you can't guess what I did this week. Was that the house? Renovations. <laughs> uh we got um we got the majority of the kitchen walls actually all the kitchen walls are down now the only studs that are remaining are the ones that are holding up electrical and that's because we have to wait until uh brian and i go over and we decide where all the electrical is going to go um because we just didn't want to have all the shit laying around on the ground while we were doing other work so we're just leaving those studs in place until we have that sorted out but all those walls are down. All the rock is down. We hauled Good. all the shit out. We ran into some very interesting stuff in this place. You always find interesting stuff the moment you start pulling down walls and houses, right? You, you discover what kind of people were building uh, the house. 
Uh, for example, <clears throat> when they were doing the drywall, they were too lazy to take the spare pieces out to the dumpster, so they were hiding all the spare gyprock in between the walls. So we were taking the <laughs> gyprock down, and there's just strips of fucking gyprock yeah. <clears throat> everywhere in between That's every pretty fucking common, stud. Man. That's pretty uh, common. Dad was like, man, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Like, this is the, la- this is the laziest shit I've it ever was, seen. When I, uh, when I did the renovations at the triplex, um, we ran through the same issue because they had to open up fucking shit everywhere because electrical, we had to redo everything. And there was drywall, pieces of drywall. I mean, not even small strips. No. We're talking like fucking, you know, three <laughs> feet by three feet pieces of drywall just stuck in the wall. They just didn't want to take it out to the garbage. So that uh, is what it is. So, yeah, but no, nothing that's bad. It's just kind of funny to see the shit, you know, in the walls. Um, it was definitely built in 1986. The corner of the kitchen where it meets the hallway and the hallway closet and the kitchen. So that three way. Mm-hmm. I've never seen so many studs in my life. Dad and I, we open it up. And we had to redo the kitchen. We had to redo the kitchen cabinets because we lost five inches because there were so many fucking studs <laughs> in this corner. We took the drywall down, and I'm like, in in one little corner, there were <laughs> seven studs, and one was a two by six. Right. In a corner. Overkill. And when they had the, the nail gun, which in 1986 was, like, probably one of the first fucking real true nail guns back then, you know, they went nail happy. This was not holding anything up. This house is trust. There is, no, there is nothing that they needed to put so many nails in, but this one 2 by 6 that we had to take out so we could slide it back to make it flush with the wall, they'd put gyprock over top of it because it was out by, like, maybe, I don't know, three-quarters of an inch. So we had to like pry it off and we had the sawzall cutting the nails off because they put like 14, three and a half inch nails. Damn. Into a single two by six. That's holding up nothing. The, the plate, the top plate that like that, that these things are like in between are attached to nothing. You poke with your finger, the whole top plate just, just moves back and forth. So they just really wanted that corner to not go anywhere. So they went fucking ham, ham with all the nails forever. Didn't give a shit about how much wood or nails they used. It's in there. Um, so we, uh, anyway, we got through all of that. It was a lot more work than we expected because they were so aggressive with fucking nails and wood. Uh, it took us a long time, but we got that done. Uh, Dad started taking some studs down today that aren't attached to electrical. And, uh, and now, in the last couple of days, Em and I went out to... Uh, to confirm the flooring that we want to use, the tiling that we're going to use, you know, for the floor and the backsplash in various areas, things of that nature, put those to get ready to put those orders in because they're going to take some of it's in stock here, some of it's going to come from Montreal. Yeah, and take some time. Uh, we went into IKEA, and uh, like a lot of people love IKEA, bro. I got to be honest, fuck IKEA. I don't like IKEA. Fuck, I, I don't fuck with IKEA. Look, the cabinets are fire. Like there, there are no better per dollar cabinets in the. If you talk to any installer, they all tell you that IKEA smashes basically anything what, that isn't for, custom. What for kitchen? For kitchen, kitchen cabinets? For kitchen. Well, well, yes. I mean, in terms Except of dollars, for the the the, but, the countertops are terrible. Yeah, but uh, the problem with the cabinetry is uh, you have to you have to put together everything, like yeah. every little tiny fucking thing, which takes a lot of time. So yeah. what what I did for the triplex in all three kitchens, 
we went to Kent and they got pre-built kitchens, yes, uh, like mm-hmm. uh, cabinets. So you pay a little bit more, probably about a 15% more yeah. for the cabinet, but it's done. They're painted. Yeah. They're already built. You can buy them in 16 inch, 18 inch, 24 inch, 36 inch, get the sink. And it's like a fucking puzzle. You just put them together, yeah. throw them onto the wall, level it up, bada boom, bada bing. So the uh, reason why we didn't go that route was two things. One, cost. It was like an extra, like like you said, it's about 15%. Two, most of what they had available, you couldn't, there wasn't a lot of, of variability in what you got once you once you put cabinets in. So like, is it a drawer? Is it shelving? Is it a combination of drawers and shelving? Yeah. Uh, and things of that nature. And our kitchen's not that big. And so we're trying to irk out as much, as much. storage as you can because we have nowhere to put shit. So yeah. Ikea is the king, as bad as it is to have to assemble it. Dad and I will be doing that anyway. It's the king of you can really maximize the shit out of your space. The problem we ran into was that everything is so fucking backordered because of supply issues that... Yep. We can get the vast majority of the material by mid-February, which is fine because we can't install until mid-February anyway. But some stuff like uh, cabinet fronts, the door fronts, in a couple of the various sizes, some of them in blue, which we were trying to do two-tone, blue bottom, white top. Like, one or two of them were like, October! Yeah, fuck that, Back order. So we went in and we said, all right, what if it's all white? Fuck a blue. What if it's all white? And they said, it'll be better. It's still going to take... Some of the stuff's still going to be a little late, but uh, better. So we went with all white, which meant we went back to the tile place. We, choose to, we chose a different backsplash, things of that nature. But we got all that locked up for the most part. The only thing that we have to make sure of, because it's vinyl flooring. Here, it's right here. Is this right here. <clears throat> so... Yeah. The okay. only thing, the only thing about this is this is really nice stuff. It's five bucks a square foot. The only thing about this, damn, you, that, you went all out. The only thing about this is is that uh, because it's so thin, your subfloor has to be damn near perfect. Uh, otherwise, when you start installing it, you have a it, there's a habit of breaking the the tongue. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's um, bad time. He said once it's in, the shit's basically indestructible uh there yeah. the, you know after nuclear holocaust there will be cockroaches and your vinyl floor those are the two <laughs> things that will be still on the planet but he said the bitch is it has to be really good now thankfully our house was built in 86 so the subfloor that they were using is just shy of fucking cabinet grade uh because wood didn't cost anything in 1986 however we still might have to use like floor leveler and stuff like that to get it uh, shored up. And you know, my uncle John's gonna come over because he does commercial flooring and, and residential flooring for a living. He'll come over, take a peek, let us know. Otherwise, we're off to the races in that regard. Things are going smooth, and my bank account's looking sour. Good stuff. Time to talk about some news, Mister Black. Oh, by the way, if you guys are watching this, yes, um, or if you're listening. I'm in my hot tub right now, so head on over to the YouTube <laughs> if you want to see the setting. We're here in my backyard uh, where it is uh, snowing. Um, mm. I got the hot tub all hooked up. I am using wired stuff because uh, the wireless, <laughs> it's cold, and like everything wireless just dies. So yep. I have to use everything that's like plugged in or I'll never make it to the end of the podcast. Uh, plus, everything's pretty long, so I can kind of move around a little bit. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> using my Wave Elgato products. Uh, they don't sponsor it anymore, but hey, it just goes to show the stuff works. So uh, we out here chilling. I turned down the temperature of the hot tub a little bit. It's a uh, 99 degrees. Uh, so it's not like oh, super piping hot. So I can missed, sit in for a little while. Missed opportunity for 98 degrees. I know. I know. And it's snowing. We could have made endless 98 degree references. And by that, I mean, they had one song and we could have referenced that one song for the entire podcast. But, and you know what? The title of this podcast might still be 98 degrees. There you go. I'm going to write that down just in case. Or the hot tub time machine or something. I don't know. Figure it out. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about some news. Let's get the, uh, I have, this is how I have this written in my notes, by the way. I can't see the notes. Um, I have fine. too much on one monitor, so you're just going to have to... I got you. Hold on. Oh, I'm holding. I have this as my notes. I'm going to read the copy I put in my notes for this. All in right. news that we can get Jeff to say who gives a fuck, because really nobody should, Ninja and his manager wife Jessica Belvins proceeded to make themselves look silly this week after threatening defamation lawsuits against Pokimane following the strangest drama I've ever seen in a hot minute. Did you see this on your timeline? I'm sure you did. I did, I did, yes. (laughs) Uh, So if you don't know how this all went out, the very short version of it, because it was so convoluted, it was fucking ridiculous. Uh, Another streamer by the name of uh, uh, Gideon, I don't know how 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 that name's pronounced, I'm going to assume it's Gideon. Uh, Who's another streamer? Sounds like a Pokemon. I was going to say, it's like, Jolteon, go! Uh, Went a bit too far after a rant. I saw this rant, you know, he went in. He went, he went deep. Okay. Uh, talking about how Pokey, uh, like the, I don't know if it was this one that got him banned, but he was talking about how Pokey was like, not, you know, the classic, she's not going to bang you, bro, kind of thing. And then maybe get a little too detailed in the, in the reasons as to why that's not going to happen. Got a little spicy, spicier, maybe even the, oh, so we get spicy around here, but I mean, he went, he went fucking, he went well to use another metaphor that's spicy. He went balls deep Oh, uh, on that, uh, on that metaphor. And uh, and his little his little rant. Uh, subsequently, he also was, uh, I think, m- if I'm not mistaken, got into like not necessarily brigading, but he was kind of egging his viewers on to like there was a little bit of harassment going on with Pokimane via his his viewership. Apparently, uh, this resulted in Gideon eventually getting a 14 day ban on Twitch, which then quickly got converted into "fuck you" perma ban. So gone, gone. Ninja ends up hearing about this, and on live stream, Ninja says, Bro, I'ma hit you up. There's clips of this shit, too. It's because on his live stream. Said, I'ma hit up my partner manager and see what can be done, type shit. Says that on live stream. That apparently they denied that that ever actually happened, but he said that he was gonna do it one way or the other, doesn't really matter. So when Pokey finds out about this, that he's doing that, because his ban was directly re- related to her getting you know, severely harassed by Gideon's viewers, which is one of the few things that will get you quickly permabanned on Twitch in the first place. She messages Jessica, Ninja's wife, who is his manager as well, uh, and just said, hey, I don't know if, I don't know if Ninja knows or is aware of why Gideon got banned, and so just gave her the list of reasoning as to why that happened and what Gideon was doing with her specifically to, to elaborate so that maybe Ninjo doesn't contact the partner manager and tries to get this shit reversed. 
Uh, and then from there, it just kind of like was just a giant clusterfuck of like snowballing bullshit where all the responses from Ninja and his wife were hella fucking aggressive. Ninja was like sending messages like you're making, you know, you're making a big mistake. And Jessica was uh, started mentioning like defamation lawsuits and shit. And uh, because of, uh, of a number of things that transpired, mostly of which was just them leaking each other's DMs of them back and forth. Uh, which is weird, like Ninja doing it on stream and Pokey doing it on like Twitter and all this shit. You know, the classic like "here's the receipts" type deal. All this just precipitated to end up in in them, uh, uh, you know, claiming that they were going to possibly go after her for defamation. But here's the problem: is that they, if there's one thing that Ninja uh, is really good at, other than making money, is not knowing what the fuck he's talking about. A lot of the fucking time. Especially when it comes to this shit. And his wife has apparently, who is managing him, also doesn't know very much about anything. Because, at least when it comes to law. Because to try and get defamation on anyone that's a public figure is like a fucking... That is the the law Olympics right there. That is the pinnacle of law. If you can manage to pin down a public figure... Especially if it's public figure to public figure, basically just saying anything to one another. You have to prove so much that it never happens. When's the last time you heard about any public figure actually winning or even bothering to file a defamation lawsuit? If you can even come up with one, I'll be impressed. If you can come up with one that was successful, I'll be doubly impressed. It never fucking happens. Ever. And in this instance, Pokimane never said anything false. She just basically said what happened. She was literally just recanting what had transpired. There was no... She wasn't fabricating shit. She wasn't like... You know, defamation could be like, I could go out in public and start telling everyone uh, that, you know, that Jeff was a flaming homosexual. And maybe he's in in a, a, a job... Me? ...at the time. You! You, the hot tub streamer! A flaming homosexual! I mean, look at that tribal tattoo, Mr. Black. Did you see his, his, his time where he wore too much, you know, fucking, uh, Ed Hardy? I mean, come on. <laughs> You're something else. <laughs> so, like, I, like, so it'd be like that, and let's say that that was actually intentional, knowing it's not true, and Jeff could prove that it damaged his image publicly and therefore usually caused him to lose out on his job or some other thing. That you have to go through a million hoops. And if you're a public figure, it's even harder to fucking make it happen. So anyway, it's a bunch of bullshit. Uh, it, it polluted my timeline for at least 24 hours, and now here I am mentioning it. But I just mentioned it because uh, there's something about Ninja. Ninja is at the peak. He or He's at the top. Why this dude keeps sticking his neck out about the dumbest shit that he shouldn't even care about is beyond me. Why, why Ninja doesn't have... And, and this is no no further offense, because I'm sure I've already offended them to begin with by saying that they don't know much about law, but no further offense to his wife, but they obviously should probably get, and this isn't just unique to them, but lots of top streamers, somebody that's in between them and whatever they fucking post on social media. Like, there's a reason why you'll see actors, actresses, even some business heads, where they're not directly going, you know, mouth to Twitter or Instagram or TikTok or whatever. There's a reason for that, and this would be one of those reasons. Maybe don't do that shit, because you're just going to end up 
causing yourself more uh, more trouble than good. So I said all of that just so that we can hear Jeff say, I don't give a fuck. There it is. I really don't. <laughs> I, I, I actually and nobody think should. Yeah, I think it's all cringy as fuck, man. It is and super I don't, cringe. I don't give a fuck about Pokimane's career. Jadon's career, Ninja's <laughs> career. I don't give a fuck about any of them. With all due respect, I'm not I'm not wishing anybody to be harassed or anybody to fail or anybody to be banned. But, but this like is I don't this is like some high school shit that I don't give a fuck about. <laughs> it's a bunch of rich fucking streamers yelling at each other. Yelling at each other via streams and online Publicly. shit and having like, what the Yeah, fuck? it's just like dude like get over yourselves, man. Like, like it's, it's Can you do? I don't care. Yeah. I mean, sure. I, I don't nobody, know enough about should. it to like really give you an honest opinion. I do know one thing: nobody should be harassed. So that and you that's know, really if, that's really like of that, all of this shit. That's the only. That's the only thing I can say <laughs> is like, dude, if you're gonna publicly harass somebody and get your community after them, you deserve to get banned. So I mean. <laughs> That's kind of it, really. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, if you're a ninja, like, you should probably just mind your own business. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Why does I he mean, keep sticking know. his head out for stupid shit? Stay in your lane and make your millions, bro. Why well, he's already gonna... made his millions now, so it's like, it's like you know, I make think he's more. just... Make more! He just, I don't know, some people <laughs> like to hear themselves talk, man. It's true, I, I don't do. know. I mean, no, I, 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 I do. don't know, you know? I like ninja, I, I, you know, I like what he's done for gaming, I, you know, but, yeah... I don't know anything about his wife, so I, I don't know. I, I don't care about any of it. <laughs> I really don't. It's cringy as fuck. You know what else is cringe, but also kind of like karmic? Logan Paul holds a $3.5 million L, Mr. Black. That's a big L. That's an expensive yep. L. As yep. he discovers the Pokemon card boxes he bought are in fact fake. Ouch. They were filled with some other cards. I can't remember what it was. G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. Oh, that's what it was. G.I. Joe. Yeah. Three and a half schmill. Now, not that that really puts much of a dent in his pocket, but all the same. That's yeah, that's, I mean, some, that's some shit. I mean, yeah, that sucks. Uh, yeah. Big time. Especially since, like, those cards are worth a lot more than three and a half million if they were real. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the... For him, it's like three and a half million dollars to have a bunch of headlines, publicity... You know, he'll make at least a million back just in ad revenue, you know, write it off as an, as a loss. I mean, at the end of the day, the dude's <laughs> going to come out on top, right? Three and a half million dollars to him is like me losing, you know, three, $350. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's it isn't, nothing. it's nothing. Like, you know, it's like, oh, shit. Fuck. <laughs> but, all you right. know what it does? You know what the worst part of it is? Is that it really takes away from the credibility of the platform he bought it from, obviously. Uh, and, and the fact that nobody apparently in this whole process of like the, the auctioning or whatever happened to get that, everyone's just like, yeah, that, well, that's unfortunate. Like nobody's well, trying actually, to like be, no, no. From what I heard is, uh, he actually got the money back. Um, really? I didn't hear from that the, from the authenticator. So there was a person who authenticated it and uh... he, he basically made good on it, gave him all the money back and that authenticator uh, paid 2.7, I think, for it or something like that. I could be wrong about that number, high twos. And so he's in the red for it. Logan get, got his money back because I was listening to oh, his podcast. Oh, he's really doing well So then. he's really doing well. Oh, this um, is great news for him. Yeah. 
So yeah, the authenticator authenticated it, but it obviously didn't properly authenticate it. And now there's a bunch of like conspiracy theories like, hey, um, apparently this box went around in circulation for a while okay. to all the other big collectors and everybody kind of passed on it. And Logan Paul was the guy that picked it up. And there was a bit of a conspiracy that like they didn't think Logan Paul was going to be the one to get it. Um, the the people that scammed um, because it was going to be then public knowledge. They thought maybe they'd be able to get somebody that wasn't a public figure. Oh. Um, so I, I don't know. This is from what I've been hearing. I could be talking on my ass, but uh, I know on, I, I watched the clip off Logan Paul's podcast about it. Um, and uh, yeah, the, it could be an inside job of somebody. Um, I don't know. Anytime, I really don't anytime three and a half million dollars is involved, you can't rule out fucking anything. That's uh, that's so much money that you have to assume that there's at least a chance that there's some shady shit. Oh yeah, going on somewhere, especially if it's a collectible, right? Then now you're really you're really taking a chance. But there you go. So it's a, it's not a capital L. It's like a small. It's a lowercase L. Yeah, it's a small L, but it's a you know it's still a W for him. Anything for these guys is content. You're not going to get clickbait from like Logan Paul gets scammed of a hundred dollar, a hundred thousand dollar box of Pokemon cards. Needs Nobody gives more. a fuck. Yeah. He wipes his ass with a hundred thousand bucks. <laughs> that's like, that's like a night out at the bar for him and his boys. You know what I'm saying? Like at a club, you know, three you and get a half like mil, three, though. three and a half million. That's, that's YouTube clickbait. You know what I'm saying? That's going to make some money. That's something he can talk about for the next like two, three years. And, you know, and then when, when, when the detectives go through and they find more stuff, he can update people and more make more money. It's a game. And then when game. he really does land a box of like legit cards, then it pops off all over again. There you go. The Pauls, they never lose, bro. No. They're out, they're just out there when they might be they might be some of the most megalomaniac, narcissistic, bordering sociopathic crazy fuckers to have ever been in the game. But they know how to make money. Yep. Uh, Halo Infinite's team, now a week or so back in the office after the holiday, uh, put out their first patch, which was supposed to fix all the issues with Big Team Battle. Unfortunately, it did not sort the issues out, only just really partially, uh, uh, I think is what they said. It barely did anything, really, in the live environment. Uh, and now the team is going back to the drawing board. However, now people are, are asking them... Uh, you know, or, or I say asking loosely because really with the uh, with social media, with gamers, it's more like they're demanding that uh, that 343 take out the challenges in the battle pass related to big team battle until big team battle is fixed, which I think is a fair, a fair thing. And and in fairness to 343, they did come out and, and respond to one of those people and say, yes, now that this fix didn't work, that is something that we're exploring to pull that shit out, uh, and uh, and so that people don't have to use, you know, um, their their swaps to swap out the challenges on their battle pass because you can't actively get into battle, you know, big team battle very easily. So they're working on it. Uh, but I, again, this just seems to be three four three's thing is for whatever reason they're obviously very talented, but man, do they have a hard fucking time launching shit without it just being broken as fuck. So all the best to the team as they continue to work that out, but uh, first attempt wasn't so hot. Next up, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, got a trailer today showing what looks to be another great addition 
to the game series. If you've never played one of the LEGO Star Wars games before, you're missing out because they're actually quite fire. Uh, and, and one of the better Star Wars-related game franchises that you can play. I mean, there's like Knights of the Old Republic, and then basically in that top three, you might be able to make an argument for LEGO Star Wars. Uh, this one looks particularly great as it combines everything. So you're talking episode one all the way up through nine. Uh, every one of those stories all in one package. They also, of course, um, have made a lot of improvements in combat. Like there's now a counter system. There's cover systems with uh, better blaster aiming and an actual like manual blaster aiming and things of that nature. Um, you know, uh, and combos now for lightsabers and stuff. So you're in battle and you're getting your combo attacks on. Uh, and you're going through absolutely every one of those, uh, of those series. So one straight through to nine. Looks good. That's a lot of content. It, they're always funny. Uh, even without dialogue, they're well-written. You know, you get laughs out of them. Uh, and certainly going to, uh, uh, sell more than a few copies, I suspect. And I think that comes out, I want to say they said it came out in April, but it is coming up in the not-too-distant future. So you can look forward to that. If you haven't checked one of those out before and you have the opportunity, I do suggest Checking them out because they are great fun. And usually have co-op. One of the few games that still have co-op of any kind. One of the very short list. So, there you go. Have you ever played any of the LEGO Star Wars games back in the yeah, day? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're pretty good. Yeah. yeah, they're not bad. They're not bad. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West got uh, a story trailer. That was either yesterday or today. I can't remember which now. Reminding me that Carrie Ann Moss is playing a, a main character in that game. Of course made me excited because well we didn't get to see anything useful out of her in the matrix and so hopefully now we get her actually happy about whatever the fuck she's doing in the game instead uh it still looks like an incredibly good game i'm interested in you know what does guerrilla games produce when they no longer are tethered to playstation 4 because right now this game has to run on the ps4 as well as the ps5 uh, and it still looks as good as it does. So how good do their games look in the future when they are not tethered by the PS4? I'm going to take a wild guess and say, pretty fucking awesome. But that does look pretty good. And I'm excited to, to get my hands on, uh, Forbidden West, even though, unlike, you know, with my Xbox side, I got my Game Pass, I'm gonna have to eat that $90 fucking, <laughs> fucking price tag for Horizon Forbidden West. I'm already conditioned to hate it, Jeff. Yep. It took no time. No time. Now I look at that $90 bill on, on the PlayStation friggin' uh, store, and I just... Oh, God. The pain. Every time I see it. But if there was a game that I'm not, you know, I'm not going to completely hate myself for, for, uh, for buying, that's uh, likely on the very short list. Speaking of short list of good games that you can spend money on, God of War, the original, uh, the, well, the original PS4 God of War, came to the PC this week and swiftly dethroned Horizon Zero Dawn for top concurrent players for a PlayStation game that was ported to the PC. Uh, and it was doing really good numbers. I think it was up in the, like, I don't fuck, I, don't, I can't remember if it crossed over 100k concurrent, but it was close. It was like somewhere between 70 and 100k, somewhere in that neighborhood for, uh, for concurrent players. Uh, the port was fantastic. Digital Foundry confirmed that uh, they did, they did a, a really good job, at least visually speaking and performance-wise, bringing it over to the PC. Uh, and, uh, everyone that I've seen pick it up and play it, whether they have played it before or haven't played it yet, now that on the PC, everyone's been thumbs up, uh, and very uh, happy with it, and it is, I mean, it's one of the best games of that entire generation, so I'm not surprised. And I think this is likely going to signal 
Sony putting even more first-party games and exclusives on the PC uh, because they're all doing very well, the ones they've put on so far. However, that's even more so given Microsoft's move this week, which brings us, Mr. Black, to the biggest dick news, not even, not just this year, not last year, but this is the single largest piece of video game news I can think of that has happened in maybe 20 years. I, I don't even know how far back you could go uh, before you get bigger news than this. If you've lived under a rock, because this is news big enough that, that even my parents were talking about it, which tells you how far outside of the gaming sphere that shit went, Microsoft put in to purchase Activision Blizzard for 687 Billion dollars in cash. All cash offer of $68.7 billion. Which is only about a week, not even, I don't think a full week, after what we talked about last week, I think, unless it happened in between podcasts, but I can't remember where the the then newest peak was like, well, I can't even remember what the deal was, but it was for like $12.7 billion. And now we're at 68.7 billion. That went up real quick. That skyrocketed. Uh, and so, <laughs> while this deal isn't finalized yet, and even if it passes the SEC, which I am certain they're at least going to give a cursive glance their way for this deal. Just a look over. Like, maybe we should at least pretend like we care about monopolies for three seconds and take a look at this deal. If it goes through, this will move Microsoft into the number three spot in the gaming sector behind, I think it's Tencent and Sony is still going to be ahead of them in terms of like, uh, I can't remember what the metric was, like by, vol by volume or something like that. Some degree. Not, not, not necessarily pure dollar amount. Uh, it's a big deal. It's fucking enormous. Uh, 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 this is not on anyone's bingo card for 2022 or possibly any other year. I don't know anyone that would have assumed that anyone was going to buy Activision Blizzard. If anything, I think even if it was only a year ago before a lot of this like crazy shit was going down in Activision Blizzard, that most people would have assumed that Activision Blizzard would have been the ones doing the buying, not the other way around. Uh, and there were a long list of, of developers and publishers that people would have likely assumed would have gotten purchased long before Activision Blizzard. So I've got a bunch of, uh, of, of, of things here, Jeff. I'm going to, I'm going to say them, but bounce them your way. We'll have a little go back on each one of these little points here and we'll cover this bad boy. Cause this is really the meat and potatoes. And this is big because I think while we already knew where the industry was going in general, I think this... I think this just skipped us forward a couple of years in that timeline pretty substantially. So this is big stuff. So we'll break down some of this. Uh, like I said, this brings Microsoft to roughly the number three spot in terms of size. Microsoft has also, in case you didn't know this, split the gaming division off into its own thing. So when Phil Spencer was like sort of hinting at him maybe not necessarily being there anymore, psych motherfucker, he is now the CEO of what is called Microsoft Gaming. They have an entirely, Microsoft is so serious about games now, they've split off an entire division and put Phil Spencer, rightfully so, because this motherfucker don't miss, put him at the very top and made him CEO. This also gives Microsoft a good end to the mobile gaming sector because it includes Activision's ownership of King, 
which is the owner of Candy Crush, if you, uh, and amongst others. And of course, the absolutely colossal Call of Duty Mobile, which made billions of dollars. Microsoft has also a lot of cleaning up to do now that they'll be inheriting Activision Blizzard's cultural mess, but Phil seems confident that he'll be able to, one, keep a lot of the, of the employees that are already there, and two, uh, be able to, uh, to clean up the culture pretty quick. And I think, that's un- I think that's pretty likely given the fact that a lot of the culture, cultural issues seem to be happening from top down and not necessarily bottom up. So we'll stop there. Mr. Black, how do you feel about this deal from a mobile gaming perspective for Microsoft Pickup? They didn't really have any, much of an inroads to mobile gaming before this, and I suspect that was a major point as to why they were willing to spend this much money, because as we know, and we've talked about it in the past, mobile gaming is by far the more profitable for gaming uh, businesses right now, and you need an inroad if you're going to be in this game thing long term. So how do you feel about uh, about Microsoft's pickup here from a mobile perspective, and how do you feel about their uh, their chances at cleaning up the corporate culture, and how do you think that's going to uh, play out? How do you think they're going to accomplish that? There's a lot there. Uh, well, on a mobile side, I mean, you're right. I mean, they just bought their way into the market without really putting in any work. Um, the infrastructure's there. Yeah. What? I can't hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Sorry. Um, just wanted to make sure it was okay if Thor came outside. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, from like a uh, mobile standpoint, they bought their way in. I mean, they're in now. They're in. They got King. And it's not just Candy Crush. King's got like... A lot. Lots. A lot. Uh, they also got, like you said, the Call of Duty mobile. But I think it's. I think the deal is bigger than that. I think um, I'm sure they want to get into the mobile space, and it's obviously they are since they, they spent a lot of money. Um, but I think there's a bigger picture at play. Oh, there's more. I'm just um, I'm just focusing yeah. on the mobile part. Then we got more to talk about. Oh, okay. So don't don't jump um, ahead of me now. Just stick to mobile okay. for now, I guess. Uh. Well, when it comes to cleaning up the mess, I mean, I think this is the best way to do it is, um, you know, if Blizzard Activision stayed the way they were and Bobby is running the show and he's like, oh, yeah, we're cleaning it up. There's always going to be a stink, right? Always, no matter what. It doesn't matter what comes out of that man's mouth. People are just going to be like, you're full of shit. Um, it's, it's, you know, Blizzard ain't the same. Activision ain't the same. It's downhill. You get somebody like Spence who people like, um, they're going to be much more forgiving. Um, he's got a better track record um, on getting shit done, being a man of his word. Um, you know, his career isn't perfect either, but at the same time, it's, it's, no, it's no Bobby. Um, and I think they got like a get-out-of-jail-free card by Microsoft buying them out um, because Blizzard Activision, specifically the Blizzard side of things, it's, a dire, it's, it's dire times. The fans are upset with Blizzard. Um, they're conflicted. They want to like their games, but they feel like they're forced to not like them now because of all the shit that's been going on. Let's be real. Their games have gone downhill over the last like four or five years, significantly so. Um, and this will give the fans, I think, some hope that uh, games can come back to normal form. Um, and under new management, I think fans are going to be more forgiving. They're just going to be like, yeah, okay, clean it up. 
And once people start getting fired and removed or resign, um, people are going to start feeling even better about it. Blizzard is gone. Activision Blizzard now is gone. Now it's Microsoft Gaming and they just bought out them. It's like a it's like a it's like a reboot, right? It's it's uh with all the stuff that you love, but now they got to follow through and get it done. You know, if they fuck this up, well, I mean it's going to be a 70 billion dollar mistake, right? Like um but I just don't see how they fuck this up. The stock is at a pretty much almost at a historic low. Now it's not. So they're buying it at the perfect time. So they're getting a deal. I know there's a lot of money, but I think this is a deal. I think this is a steal uh, well, for what they're trying to do. Certainly better than it would have been, you know, two years ago. Two years ago, right? Oh, 100%. They might not even have sold two years ago. That's the thing. They might have been like, hell no. I ain't selling this. Well, they definitely wouldn't you know, have sold two years yourself. ago. Now they're like, yeah, now, now they're like, give me, you know, Get me out of this, sh- this you know, fucking you know, mess. You know what Bobby's thinking is I've got two choices. I'm staring down the barrel of like endless lawsuits and unionization or fuck it. These guys are going to buy me out. I've got a shitload of shares. This oh, yeah. is going to run my shit out. I cash my chips. They give me a $400 million fucking golden parachute. My yep. ass is out the door and I just go on and do some other shit somewhere else. Like Bobby wins no matter what here. Oh yeah, Bobby's and that's winning. fine. That was always going to happen. I think it's more or less like from a, from the the fans of Activision games and Blizzard games, they get to like you said, I think they get to look at this and say, "Okay, we can feel better about this now because we're going in a direction that's not whatever the fuck that was." Yeah. And uh and that's big uh for a number of reasons. You know, Activision was definitely going down a path and this was another one of my points here, where their entire business model was crank out a Call of Duty game every calendar year, and then basically run Blizzard into the fucking ground. That was like their entire business model, was that. They started putting, every, we talked about this in the podcast, every available man, woman, child, dog, rabbit, whatever the fuck they could get their hands on that was breathing, on to making Call of Duty games, whether it was mobile, or yeah. their main franchises, or Warzone. Every single fucking one of them. Like, we even talked about how the guys that did the Tony Hawk Pro Skater uh, uh, remasters got thrown into Call of Duty. Everyone was working on Call of Duty. And now that Microsoft owns all this shit, I highly doubt... In fact, Phil talked about this in an interview here that just got posted today. Phil's talking about all sorts of fucking IPs that Activision owns, because they own a massive slew of intellectual property, various games. And what everyone was already talking about and what looks to be the case the way that Phil's talking is they're not going to be forcing the entire division to be cranking out Call of Duty anymore. They know that they've got a lot of talented developers. They know they have a lot of people that don't necessarily want to be working on Call of Duty 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365. And they've got other games that they can actually build out and make money on and not have to do the same thing that Activision was doing because it wasn't sustainable. And we saw yeah. this with the most recent Call of Duty. It's no longer sustainable for them. So the next point that I've got here uh, is that uh, Bobby is to stay on until at least the deal closes, which is the end of the 2022 fiscal year, which is sometime, I believe, for Microsoft in June of 2023. Uh, Bobby was putting out, uh, you know, put out a, a, a bit of a, of a meeting, all hands, you know, he, he called a fireside chat that was supposed to be a half hour, and he showed up for, uh, I think it was, he showed up for 17 minutes of that half an hour, and then showed up late and left early, uh, and basically just gave them a press release, didn't say anything of any substance whatsoever, to say more than, you know, he'll be there, 
I've been here since 92 or whatever the fuck. Uh, I, the only thing I love more than, than <clears throat> uh, Activision Blizzard is my children. Uh, and uh, and bloody bloody blah, but I'll be here uh, at least until, you know, the, the deal was over. And then, and then that was basically it. He is 100% gone. They might not say that he's fired, but his ass yeah. is gone. And Bobby's oh, yeah. got an ego that he will make sure that it will look like it was any other reason. He was already coming up with a million reasons why this sale happened, except for I ran this company into the ground and yeah. we're getting sued into the fucking dirt. Like yeah. uh, any reason he could come up with, and he was like, oh, this was such a great deal. They gave us such a good dollar amount. This will allow us to make all these games and be great and move on as if he was going to stick around for longer yeah. than the fucking deal was. Uh, but he will be gone, guaranteed, after this deal is signed, if not very shortly after. Otherwise, heads would roll. People would look at Microsoft like, are you fucking well, serious? Well, it's like, why are you doing this, right? Like, what's the yeah. point? Yeah. Right? You want to win people over, get rid of them. Exactly. Show, show the, show the public Bobby. that you're, that you're, yeah, a lot of fucking people. Like, the, almost lot. the entire board yeah, yeah. is gone. Uh, and they will, trust me. They're there. They're going to do it. Um, it might, some, some might take a little longer than others. They might not outright fire, but like people are going to resign, right? This is part of the deal. This is all part of the deal. This shit is all ironed out. Um, uh, that, that's just it. It so they're done. When we were, when we're talking just shy of 70 bill, Mr. Black, how much of these games that they crank out that are existing today? So we're talking about the main ones. We're talking about Call of Duty chiefly. That's the big one. That's the elephant in the room. You know, on the Blizzard side, yeah, you got World of Warcraft, you've got Overwatch, and you've got StarCraft, or basically the only... And, and Hearthstone. That's like your 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 core there, right? Yeah. Um, how do you see Diablo. the exclusivity of these titles going if we're in a, if we're talking 70 billion dollars and before when we were talking about bethesda it was one thing to say all right we're going to take this this one or two major titles fallout and elder scrolls they're almost guaranteed that's only xbox and pc it ain't going anywhere else because they're making their money back but that was at like you know, a seven point whatever billion dollar buyout. This is 10 times that size. And I, as Call of Duty is very popular, it's also insanely popular on the PlayStation console and in other places than just on Xbox and PC. Do you think that in the short or long term, because maybe it changes, do you think that they're ever going to lock Call of Duty up to PC and Xbox only or do you think that they're going to leave it on the PlayStation because it's too many people to leave off while they're trying to earn their $70 billion back? Oh. It's a tough one. This isn't as easy as Bethesda. Bethesda well, is pretty straightforward with this. Yeah. I'm going to go and say it'll be it'll still be on cross-platform. Um, I think there will be significant perks to pay to buying it and playing it on xbox um i might even go as far as saying it might be free to play on game pass um and you have to pay the full amount to buy it on the playstation store um but i just don't you know microsoft has always been about cross play um and so i don't see them switching gears anytime soon but um, I do believe there will be some titles that will go exclusive on Game Pass, 100%. Something like Call of Duty, I think we're still going to see cross-platform. 
with uh, significant perks. Um, you know, if, yeah, uh, fuck. Man, it's tough. Like, I'm almost speechless because it is so big. It's so this vast, like, bro. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be know. like a game by game basis, right? Yeah. They're going to have to sit down and say, you know, what yeah. are we going to get? How many? Because, you know, ultimately, this isn't about how many units they sell. It's ultimately about Game Pass, right? People have to stop thinking about, you know, why would you spend $70 billion on something? You know, you're still going to have to put it on your out on your competitors' systems, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You got to stop thinking about that's old school video game market shit. We're we're in we're in the future now. The future is now, old man. We're in the future. What does the future entail? You know what Netflix is? That's what Microsoft is doing with games. Yeah. It is a subscription service that they are going to provide you with games to play for a fee every single month and you can play whatever games you want and they come with all the DLC and they have all that shit day one and you can still buy microtransactions and shit within the stores if you want but all the DLC and the base games will be on these services and that's what they're pushing uh, because they will make more sustainable money long term doing it that way than they will if they rely on attach rates and raw yep. console sales. Because Microsoft is putting all this shit in place to do what? Play it anywhere. You hear it come out of Phil's mouth all the time. We want to put games in as many hands as possible on as many platforms as possible. They've got yep. their streaming services for that. They can play the shit on the phone, tablets, laptops, PCs, your TV, smart TV, through an Xbox, on an actual gaming PC. They want to get that shit. Shit, you get a browser on the PlayStation, you can play that shit through the browser on PlayStation if you really want to. It doesn't matter. They want that shit everywhere. And in order to do that, they need to, to really drive their services home. It's not about individual sales anymore. you got to think bigger picture than that. And that's going to cost them money up front to set that in place. And that's what this $70 billion is. Yep. That's that, that that that's the play, right? Um, and that, that's why I'm not overly sold on the fact that it will be cross-platform forever, um, because they're not buying these properties because they sell lots of games in in itself. They he they bought this, in my opinion, they bought out Activision Blizzard be, for the vast catalog that they have that everybody is attached to. No matter what, no matter if you're on the Xbox, the PlayStation, PC, they own a huge, massive. The things that people don't even think about, like LucasArts like, and shit, it, like I like it, just it, enormous. I don't think people realize how many IPs they just bought, and they're gonna put all this shit online on their fucking Game Pass. The vast majority of it, whether that happens next year, the year after, or five years from now. It's going to take a little bit of time. They can't culture shock you immediately and just cut everybody off and say, this is where you have to play it. This is going to be a gradual thing, and it's going to ramp up pretty fucking quick because they spent $70 billion, so they're going to have to get their money back. But here's the thing. They're basically creating the the streaming gaming market like Netflix did. Netflix is still burning billions of dollars a year. They're running at a loss, but they're gaining all of these subscriptions. This is exactly what Microsoft is doing. They're they are taking what everybody loves and they're going to put it on the Game Pass. They're going to make it nice and cheap to the point where you can't you almost already can't say no to Game Pass. Once this shit comes on, you just have to own it, right? It's kind of like Netflix, right? You just get it because that's it. Yeah, there's other streaming services, but like 
those what streaming did we talk services about before with with Xbox Game Pass. How much per month would it have to be for the average gamer where it would no longer make sense? At minimum, the cost of one full price game per month could be the subscription cost, and it would still provide value because you're beating one game per month. For the entire year, you could theoretically charge in the future ninety fucking dollars a month Canadian. Yes. For Game Pass. Yes. And if you're beating a minimum of one full price game per month, yep, you are winning. If yeah. you get two, you're doubling your fucking yeah your spend. Yep. So like any and the what are the odds of, of Game Pass ever being ninety dollars a month? Basically zero. Not for yep. the foreseeable future. That's a long, no. long, long, you're a long way. way. Away. You're a long ways away. But thirty nine ninety nine a month, uh, absolutely. And I, can, people, I can see that people will pay it. Not up front. Not right now. But over time, like what Netflix is doing. There's Netflix subscriptions. The yeah, dude, dude. There's Netflix subscriptions that are fifty bucks now. You know, like uh, it, it, this is inevitable. But right now, they're just building a catalog. And um, th- th- this this was this is monumental, and this is basically them saying, guys, like uh, we're this is what Stadia needed to be, right? What they're about to do, Stadia skipped it. They 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 created this thing, this 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 cloud. They shit. wanted to just do the cloud shit and, and ignore the. But you need the, the games. You yeah. need the games. You need you need the loyalty, right? Where people just ain't gonna do your shit. Game Pass has been in circulation for a long time now. It's getting better and better. There's 25 million people that are already on Game Pass now. You go ahead and you slap in World of Warcraft on there. You're now going to have millions of people. Like World of Warcraft probably only got maybe 5 million subscriptions now. Like you, you put that shit on Game Pass. There's going to be millions of people that are now going to play WoW. If, and you can add it in that like, hey, your WoW subscription comes with Game Pass. You know, it's going to bring people over to the platform. Next thing you know, what they're playing the other stuff. They're spending more money on there. It, this is the ecosystem that they bought. And uh, I know that people are like, oh, you know, I had this guy on Twitter. that was like, oh, man, you know, uh, you, they, they would need to double the, 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 the price of Game Pass. It's like, well, that's going to come in time. But uh, they're going to burn money up in the front to get you in the door and and expose you to this luxury uh this thing that you didn't even know you wanted it's like disney plus right like some people are like oh whatever you know old disney once the kids start watching disney plus that's it you're done you're 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 spending you're buying disney plus from here on out and when those ten dollar uh raises come up every three years or whatever you're paying it because now it's become an integral part of your every day and uh this is exactly what they're doing and they're doing it so smart and it's going to get to the point, dude, I'm telling you, th- this generation consoles, the only reason why that the consoles that we have physical media is because the most ever, I shouldn't say most, but there is a large portion of people that still want to buy their games. They still want to have the physical copy. They're not, they, they just can't let it go yet. It's what they're used to. The new generation gamers, they don't give a shit, but w- us you know, the ones that have been dealing with cartridges and discs and stuff. And that's why there's a secondary option to get a discless thing. There's actually so, three right now. Okay, three there's different physical, options. There's digital exclusive purchase, right? Yeah, Where you yeah. own it digitally and, and it can't be taken off a subscription service. It can be taken off Steam, but I mean, that happens like fucking almost never, right? Yeah. And then there's the subscription service like Game Pass where it can be taken off 
but it can be a year, year and a half, you know, whatever, nine months, what, like, long enough that you've already played and finished the game. But they still give you the option to buy digital. So if you, if you have all your shit and you want to buy digital later because it's going off the pass, it's there. So there's really, there's three, there's three options now. Yeah, so like the reason why, the, the, you know, in, in, their, in their eyes, I bet, you know, they would have preferred to just not make consoles, period. I mean, it, we're, we're, it, listen, I can see this in another 10 years, maybe less, seven, where there is going, what, what's going to happen, Adam, is everything is going to be on the cloud. Everything is going to be through your, your game pass. And all you need to do is take your fucking controller. You're going to sell You're going to sell a controller and you're going to take your controller to your buddy's house to, to, a, 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 to a trip, wherever. And you're just going to log in and you're going to play whatever the fuck you want to play on whatever monitor you want to play on. And you're going to log in like Netflix. You're going to log in and you're going to play your shit. And this is inevitable. This is inevitable. This is going to happen 100%. And uh, this, this purchase, they don't, they don't, they're not, they're not doing this purchase for one or two games. They're doing this to have a massive catalog. This is what Netflix did. This is what Disney's done. This is what uh, Amazon doing, paying $200 million to get a fucking, uh, to get like a, a Lord of the Rings show made or whatever, or even more than that. I think it's half a billion to, to make a, to make, what, make eight, eight episodes. You know, th- this is, th- they're not doing this because they think they're going to profit. They're doing this for content to get people on the fucking platform and, and create a habit. This is long-term. And what Microsoft is doing today is not going to reflect what's going to happen in six months or a year. This is the foundation blocks of what's to come in the next decade, two decades from now. This is so big. And Sony right now is going, oh, my fuck. We are fucked right now. Sony, I I actually have no idea what Sony's going to do. Microsoft is getting so big right now that it could it could literally come to a point. This is good. This is going to sound insane. This is going to sound insane. But this could get to the point where Sony could just become a games maker and they're going to be putting it on platforms like Microsoft gaming to put their shit on there. Like this is this is how big it is. Nintendo's always going to do what Nintendo does. They're in their own fucking they're in their own thing. And I think Nintendo's always going to go the console route because that's their niche. But uh, they can stay it, profitable because they've got their their games are unique to themselves. So exactly. they, it doesn't matter for them. What, what like I, I I have no I have no idea how Sony is going to uh, Sony destroyed uh, Microsoft in the, on the last generation and they're outselling Microsoft now but now this is the game changer this is the seventy billion dollar fuck you and uh, guess what guys Microsoft could buy Sony I mean. It'll never happen because of, you know, monopolies and everything else. But they're so big that Sony is dog shit to them. Microsoft has so much money that they could do this acquisition again and they could buy out whatever the fuck they want. Um, I have no idea where this is, where, where Sony's going to go from here. But um, Game Pass has just turned into this massive thing. I think it's going to get to the point where you're you're just going to log in, play what you want. Shit's going to come out. Very very few games are going to be uh allowed to go on other platforms and they're going to want you on Game Pass and t- taking your money. And uh that's going to take a little while to do, but guys, get used to it. It's coming. It's so coming. Game Pass, so Game Pass is uh announced basically the same day that this got announced uh that they are at 25 million subscribers currently. Where do you think 
in in by the end of 2023 so this deal goes through midway 2023 you're gonna start to see shit pop up on game pass yeah and whatnot mid 2023 so end of 2023 what do you think that number is gonna be almost double I think we're talking 40 almost mil. double yeah 35 40 million 35, 40 minutes. Just just off this one acquisition. It depends on what games they decide to put out up up front. Moment Call of Duty is on there. The moment something World of Warcraft (laughs) goes on there. Um, You know, just imagine if they get like World of Warcraft on the consoles and, you know, you, you, there, there is, there is so much shit that can be done now that they own this. Um, this could. This is going to change the game. I mean, th- you said that the, the in terms of news, I actually can't think of uh, something bigger that's happened in gaming uh, since, like, uh, I, I don't know, like three D consoles. Like, you the know what I mean? I like, can uh, think of maybe that, like, and it wasn't news. Like, this is news per se. But the only thing I can think of that would be as big as terms of like tectonic shifts in the industry would be the day that Sony and Nintendo parted ways and Nintendo said, we don't want to go that route. We want to go cartridges. And we got the N64 or sorry, not the N64, the, the, uh, yes, the N64 and the PlayStation one. Yeah. And there was a fork where we got the PlayStation now with, with Nintendo consoles and we get put on this two console arc that eventually Sega then went away in 99, 2000, and then we got the Xbox in 2001, uh, and we now we're on this three. That's the only thing that I can think of in modern gaming, so not the stuff back in the 80s where the, where the market almost collapsed and then the Nintendo Entertainment System basically resurrected that shit. Like, there's that. Then it was yep. the split off of Nintendo and Sony, and, like, and then Xbox shows up, and now this. Yeah. Coincidentally, both Microsoft things. Uh, but Microsoft was in gaming before, but Microsoft wasn't Not $70 like billion dollars in cash <laughs> in like gaming. This. Microsoft yeah. wasn't, here's your own division yeah. into no, gaming. Is, now we've got this, this, Microsoft yeah. Gaming led yeah. by Phil, I don't fucking miss Spencer. Because you know yeah. what happened, Jeff? They had, they had the last schmuck almost completely bankrupt uh, have you watched the documentary that Xbox put up on YouTube yet that that went across uh, Xbox's the division uh their entire like birth and all the way up until the no, launch of the Series X? They they aired out all all their dirty laundry. They talked about how close they were to bankruptcy. They talked about all the struggles and shit that they went all the mistakes that they made. Uh, and they really focused heavily at one point on how much of a, a mistake it was running with the connect and all that and the and the NFL fucking bullshit and all that other nonsense where it wasn't about gaming and how much of a failure that was. Phil Spencer came in, saved that shit, got it to where they are now where they're competing again, and got enough clout that he went to the CEO of Microsoft... Uh, what's his name? Sadia? Sadia? I can't remember. Um, Nadala? Um, I should probably know his name. And when I walked into the room with Phil Spencer's now ankle-long dick and said, Hey, are we going in on this shit? Or are we going in on this shit? I got 25 million Game Pass subscribers. We've been doing big things and big numbers out here. And this is the future. Are we going all in or are we going all in? And he looked yeah. at Phil and he said, Phil... I respect your candor and also the size of your cock. 
Yes, here's $70 billion. Go buy the largest publisher on Earth. And he said, all right, I'll be right back. And then he did it. He did it. He bought and that shit. And here we shit. are. And now and here, here we, we are. are. Uh, so clearly, Sony doesn't have this kind of money to oh, buy this no. shit. Even if they were hell borrowing no. capital, they're never going to yeah. get anywhere near that. With that no. being said, they obviously also have to start buying more shit up to be able to lock in games and intellectual property to carry them forward against this now absolutely monstrous Microsoft gaming division. With that yep. being said, what do you think might be the companies, the publishers and developers that they're going after? Or do you think that they're just going to target individual IPs instead of buying up the entire company to accomplish this goal? Are we going to see them buy out Square Enix? Capcom maybe? Focus more on Japanese companies? Do they go over and say, hey, Ubisoft, would you like to join us? Where do you yeah. think they're going to try and go? Um, I, I, think what the, I think where they're going right now is... Uh they're going to see a therapist and they're trying to figure out what the fuck just happened. Um, they are, uh, they, they're shitting themselves right now. And I'm just going to go and say it. I don't think there's a single company that they can buy. Um, that is going to match what just in, what well, just not ensued. match, but they have to respond, right? Like they that's have kind to of respond. Like... I mean, the, cl I mean, the closest thing, I, I don't know. Like maybe they buy Sega. Um, and, 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 take all of Sega's afford, IPs. They could afford Sega. They, yeah. could, they could afford Sega, and, like, there's been rumors that, Sega, you know, Sega's kind of, like, whatever. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. Um, and it also depends on if they're going to try and compete with the online marketplace where they're trying to do this their subscription-based thing. They have. They said that they're doing something. We don't know what that is yet. Well, it's now they're going to have name. to... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, is the I don't code know, name man. is the code name now we're fucked? What's the code I, name for that for that well, situation? Yeah, here's the thing. Here's the problem, right? Is they come out with this now, and they're unless they go and literally take all of their great and let's let's not get it twisted here. Sony's got a lot of I'm gonna go they're not say dead. it. They're not they're, dead. No. Sony Sony has got a lot of great IPs, and uh they're bigger and better than the ones that Xbox had. Now they're in some trouble now. Now they're in some trouble. Now they're going, okay, that was monumental. Like, they didn't, you know, this is like if if Sony lost, you know, their big titles. Like, they, they if they lost their God of Wars and their fucking, you know, they, they, they just, Microsoft came down and just bought everything that, that they bought a, they bought a company, a publisher that I think every single gamer that is listening to this podcast right now has played at least one of their has games. Has played at least one of their games and or currently does. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not talking about like once yeah, yeah. a year or once every four years when a new title comes out. We're a talking times a week. Daily. <laughs> yeah. You know, like a go-to game. Go-to. Like uh like th th this this is this is bad. And if Sony comes out with their version of Game Pass, it's already gonna look infinitely inferior to what Microsoft has, and you can't expect Sony to then put every one of their major IPs on that right away. How, then how are they going to make money? Like, like, uh, you, you know, not, they're just, they're just in a, they're in a, they're, they're in a bad spot. And I'm, I, I've, oh no, I don't know how they're going to do it. And guys, I'm not a, I'm not a Microsoft fanboy. I never, I never even played the Xbox one. I, I haven't, I, I've never, I own it, but I've never played it. 
I haven't played their newest their newest uh, version. I own a PS5. I don't, I don't own, own a Series X or S. I do too. I own a PS5, and I you know what I use it for? Netflix and streaming. You know, um, different apps, Plex and different things. That's what I use it for. I don't I don't play I don't own a PS5 game, um, but I am a Sony. I'd be like what they consider more of a Sony fanboy. You know, um, now I'm being converted. You know, I'm not going to go and buy an Xbox, but I'm sure shit going to get Game Pass. I'm playing on my PC. I mean, I mean, this game over. Like, uh, like if if something is now available on Game Pass, why would I buy it on the PlayStation Five? I'm going to just play it on the Game Pass. And if if Microsoft really wanted to go fucking balls deep on Sony's asshole from all this pent up frustration and and uh, and poundings that they took over the last seven eight years. Then they can go, you know what? Fuck you guys. None of our games are going on your fucking platform. None. You want to play these games? Come buy the Xbox or get a Game Pass and play it on your PC where it's better. Guys, we want it to be a PC. We want it to go on PC anyway. Fuck this console shit. We don't even really like consoles. We're making consoles to appease you because we have to. Because, like, we're competing against Sony. Now we're in our own little league here. Join Game Pass. Spend $20, $30 a month and get every fucking game you could want and the games that you already play and and do it where you want to do it. I mean, where's this is I I don't know. I and for they spent $70 billion to do it. They they spent 70 billion. They didn't spend $70 billion to to just buy these. They did this to create a new sector. They did this to be the gods of the next generation of how we consume games. And uh, they, they just bought themselves at the top. And we got to ask ourselves here, how in the fuck is Sony going to get a, dig themselves out of this hole? Because it's only going to start going downhill uh, from, f- from here. This is bad. This, oh, is really, this, is ba- this is really bad. Investors did overreact a little bit. Sony's market cap went down $20 billion yesterday. That was maybe a little bit of an overreaction. But that just means somebody's going to buy the dip and make a shitload of money the following day. Uh, Sony, Sony does have to do something to respond, uh, if only for their investors. Uh, they have to show that they're not going to just take this on the chin and walk away. They have to, they have to do something and they have to give them a roadmap of what they were, what they're going to do to compete long-term because now everyone knows Microsoft's been walking around telling the world now for like two years. What their long-term goal is. Phil Spencer's yep. been preaching the word for two yep. years. Everyone knows. Investors are not. This is not hidden in internal communications or anything like that or, or investors' meetings or uh, shareholder meetings. This is public knowledge constantly preached for two years now. We don't really know what the fuck Sony's ideas are. Up to this point, Sony's was like, Sony's like the Arby's of the gaming world. It's like the Arby's, we, we got the meats. Sony's like, we got the games. And that was basically it. Yeah, that was it. That was the, their and, argument. And we con- got games. And that, and that continues to be it, which is great. Sure. sure. But it's not gonna, that, that's, that's like a thing that's gonna solidify you for about another six to ten years. Yep. After that six to ten years, if you don't have something that's already been in the works to get you to the next junction in the industry at that ten-year mark... You're getting left behind. That's it. Welcome to the Sega Dreamcast. Yeah, uh, you're going to have games, but those games are going to be played on Microsoft. That's that's where where it's going to go. Here's a great example. I could go on and play any version of Skyrim that I want on Game Pass. Everything is available to me. No issues at all. I went 
to go and find something that M could play after she's done Breath of the Wild. We got the PS5 because she plays, you know, Genshin, Breath of the Wild on the, uh, on the Switch and whatnot. She likes that kind of game, that action adventure. I went to go find and I bought it even on sale. And I, I actually, I felt my, 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 my dick and my one good testicle retract into my fucking body as I dropped $70 on Skyrim. Because I knew that within arm's reach, yep. I had something that was free 99 Yep. And in my mind, I went, this is 70 bucks. You know, if I just multiplied that a couple of times, I could just buy a Series X and yes. put it here and share my Game Pass that I yes. use on my PC there. And she can play whatever game she wants yes. Yes. for $14.99 in tax a month. Yes. And that's what I'm saying. Like, people were saying in chat a while ago, like, there's no way that, that Game Pass is worth more than 20 bucks a month. Like, bruh, your, bruh, bruh, the average, bruh. the average spend of a gamer per month is so much fucking higher than twenty dollars. And when they, and when they look at, and like Jeff said, when they look at, if they have a PlayStation and an Xbox or a PlayStation and a PC, and they say, and they see the same game on yep. both, and yep. one is included in Game Pass, and the that's other it. is not. That, that's it. The majority of people, whether you're part of that group or not, doesn't matter. The yeah. majority are going to go for the thing where they don't have to spend because not only are you going to get the day one shit, you're yep. going to get the DLC. You're getting, all of it. You're you're getting, getting everything. All of it. Yep, you're getting, every, you're getting every last bit of it. And uh, guys, let's not forget now how many millions of people buy Call of Duty, how many millions of people have subscriptions to WoW, how many millions of people play Hearthstone, Tens how many millions of, millions of people, how many, how many millions of people are going to want to try out Overwatch 2, right? Not saying it's going to do particularly well, but let's just say... How many millions of people play StarCraft, right, um, uh, globally? How many millions of people, that's probably hundreds of thousands now, but <laughs> how, many, how many millions of people are playing these games that they just bought? And if it is included in Game Pass, oh. that is, that is, that is, that's, the, that's the only argument you need. This isn't like they started a new thing where they've got a bunch of new, thank you, they've got a bunch of new IPs that, they're, that they're, they bought out, you know, they get new developers making new games. And I'm sure they will, uh, but they, they, they've already, they just bought the hearts of everybody and they become the savior to, uh, of, the, uh, of the company that was going downhill of the thing that everybody loves. And, it, and, and people are going to have loyalty right off the jump from that. They're going to just thank them with their wallets. And p- people think 1999 is a lot of money. That ain't a lot of money. I'm telling you, Call of Duty comes out every fucking year and people are going out and spending $100 on COD. That's just COD. That's just one game. You know, uh, you, you get a couple of games in a year, three games in a year. You, you know, that's, that's, your, that's less than your subscription costs for the entire year. You plus beat you start, three games. Dude, I, plus on top of that, three. you're going to have access to everything. So if you just feel like trying a game out, you don't even have to be like, you know what? I don't feel like buying this game because like I don't want to spend $100 and then maybe not like it. This shit is, you You turn a game on, play it once, be like, this game sucks, never play it again, move on to the next. You're going to have so much shit. You're going you're gonna to play your old, your old games on there, new games on there. They're going to they're gonna have special edition shit come out. You're going to get all your DLC in one day, and you're going you're gonna to be able to play it on your PC or your console. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You don't even need to own a PlayStation anymore. You just need to own it. You're going to have a PC and a Game Pass. If that's what you want, <laughs> that's-, that's all you need. That's the show. Because look, look and I, I, there are downsides for people that want to own all of their shit. Right? I get it. I was right there with you 
until it started costing $100 after tax to buy a single fucking video game. Adam, now I'm that's just gonna a, that's that is a commit, bro. Listen, that is Adam. a fourth, that there. is a quarter of my car payment in a single there. game. Yes, yes, yes. And Adam, they'll get over it. Listen, this is this. Nobody likes change. All right, look what happened with the streaming world. All right, let's let's move back about ten years here. Shit, seven years. Netflix is a thing. People are like, yo, why am I spending this much money a month? When I, when I don't even own the movie anymore, I can't plug my Blu-ray, my DVD in. Now nobody gives a fuck about Blu-ray. You see this for fifty cents in bargain bins. Nobody <laughs> gives a flying fuck. People are spending twenty nine ninety nine on a fucking rental on Disney Plus when they already are paying the fucking subscription on Disney Plus. People are getting over it. And people will do the same for video games. The issue is, we didn't really have that option until Game Pass. And not everybody jumped on board because they didn't even know they wanted it yet. Now when you start throwing on some of the shit that people are already buying and they go, Shit, I'm already buying Call of Duty. Shit, I'm already spending $20 a month on WoW or whatever it is. I could go over to Game Pass, get it for free, and I get all this shit also. They're going to they're gonna hook you in, and that's going to be the show. And then over years, it's going to go up a dollar here, two dollars here. There'll be like a 4K version, a fucking, you know, a full DLC version. Or if you only want to spend $15 a month, you don't get any DLC. You just get the games. But then you can kind of pick and choose what DLCs you want to buy. There'll be all this Elecart shit that you want to do as a subscription service so that everybody can can afford it and on top of that i wager that if you even think 39.99 is too much when these prices do go up and there's so much there's going to be a thing where they go listen for 9.99 you can get the game pass but you only get to unlock x amount of games a month that you you can pick and choose which ones you want so you pick 10 games that you want to have that you are locked in on so that you don't have to pay the full amount and have everything you want. There will be options for everybody because like what Philly said, he wants to get his hands and as many gamers as humanly possible. And that could even mean people that just want to play mobile games. You're going to be logged into Game Pass when you're playing your fucking Candy Crush. Everything is going to happen on Game Pass. This is what and they're paying the big money to have this infrastructure put in place so they can win everybody over. And once they got you, it's game over. I ain't never not going to have Netflix. This is it for me. I ain't never not going to have Netflix. My son ain't never not going to have Netflix or Disney Plus. When he's 20, 30 years old, he'll have Netflix. And by the time he is, Netflix will be extremely profitable and all the money that they burned for a long period of time is going to pay off. And it's the same thing that's going to happen here for Microsoft. They're going to take big L's for money, but they're going to win over an industry. And that's what happens when you're starting to build from the ground up. They have the money to burn. Their burn rate's going to be huge. But I'm telling you, when they get to the top and they, they follow through with this, it's GG for anybody else. They're going to own the market like Netflix does right now. It's over. So the last piece of this is, as the consolidation of the industry via Microsoft, Tencent, Sony even, etc. seems to be the trend moving forward and signals a major shift in how games will be delivered and made, which is what we were just talking about here, certainly indie developers, which we have not talked about as part of this, as of this conversation yet, certainly indie developers will continue the cycle of uh, having breakout hits, 
turning them into self-sufficient publishers. And Phil Spencer himself said this in an interview here this week. He said it is more likely that the next billion-dollar game comes from an indie developer than it will from an established developer under a publisher today, whether Microsoft owns them, Sony owns them, or otherwise. And so that dynamic is still there. You're still going to get... Things like Frost Giant, where you get industry developer, uh, industry devs that are veterans or in the game long enough where they say, you know what, we want to split off and try our hand at making our own games because we got ideas that are maybe not viable within this development house because it's too risky, but we can go off and do it as an indie developer. And the cycle continues there where you get an indie developer split off once in a while, one makes a banger, turns themselves into a a self-sufficient publisher, and then you get these, these cycles continuing. However... That cycle must be impacted by this in some way. What do you think, Mr. Black, will happen with that cycle? Do we see it where where they even make it to publisher status before they're bought out by, like, let's call it the big three? Because let's assume there's only, only going to be three of these bitches uh, moving forward. Or yeah. do you think that it's going to be uh, much more picky and choosy going forward than it is right now? Because right now it seems like this is a mad dash to solidify the starting positions, right? Where are we starting in the field as we get this next race underway for video games in the year, let's say, 2030, 2035? Where do we want to position? Let's spend the money now. But at that point, when it's solidified, do you think that this indie game developer cycle will continue kind of naturally as it has been? Or do you think buyouts will happen sooner or more frequently? Or do you think they're going to happen at all? Oh, there's Dolby buyouts. Um, I think what it's... what. It's- it's gonna happen. I think this is great news for any developers. Um, I know some people might think it's bad, but not only indie developers will have an opportunity to to create um, unique games, and um, I think this is where Steam and Valve is gonna uh, have their lane along with Epic. Because the way I look at it is this: you've got Sony and Microsoft; they're gonna fight on the streaming side, and then you've got Epic. And then you've got uh, Steam that are going to fight on the getting smaller indie games um, on on their their platforms. Um, but with that being said, it's great for indie developers because just like what they did with Netflix, what Netflix is doing, they're going to spend obscene amounts of money to get games to go on their streaming services. So Microsoft and or Sony are going to be having bidding wars on these smaller indie developers that are coming up on new prospect games and they're going to spend, they're going to overpay to get stuff on their platforms. Sony, on the other hand, is probably going to have to start doing that with their new thing and get people excited about uniqueness, get people excited about um, something different because the way I look at it, Microsoft, I think is going to be very commercial and they're going to have a lot of shit that like, everybody loves and sony's gonna have that too but i think if sony is gonna is gonna want to get in on uh and compete against what microsoft now has to start out they're gonna have to like champion for gamers you know like we're you know we're 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 putting games on here that like you know the gamers can relate to you know that the gamers really are crying for you know we're, we're not another call of duty right they're gonna have to like start playing that card because like the boutique they're gonna have to do it and indie developers are gonna get paid large amounts of money to create unique games and experiences to get people on these platforms uh to play their games i i i think there's gonna be a lot of buyouts 
Um, it's starting to turn into the streaming wars like with Twitch, where companies are going to start buying out streamers to go on their platforms to get people over there. This is exactly what Microsoft just done. They just like Microsoft just went out and bought like the equivalent of YouTube and Facebook. And they're already Twitch like they're and now they're Twitch and Sony's going shit. I think what, what, I, what can I, I buy? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think that uh, I think you're right. I think this is this is largely net positive for even indie developers, uh, especially indie developers that make at least one really popular game that, yeah. that picks up. And, yeah. and it's even good for some developers, some developers that uh, that that get bought like this, that have games that were expensive to make, but didn't necessarily turn a profit originally. I think the best example of that w- would be the absolute dumpster fire that's Fallout 76. It yep. was a complete and utter failure. Uh, they kept pushing and pushing and pushing to try and get it, you know, into the green. Uh, it hits Game Pass and it becomes like a top three most ga- played game on Game Pass. And you know why? Because people didn't have to spend the money. Correct. To risk. Correct. Trying the game out. Correct. You get twenty and- million people, uh, some of which willing to try your game out, and you're going to eventually convert people to play your game and spend money on the microtransactions. And now you're making money. So <laughs> if you weren't on the Game Pass, your game is done. Done. Yep. Now you're on and, the Game Pass and people are trying your shit. And think about this. You have, say you get, the, you know, Game Pass goes up to 50 million users, which it will, right? It's inevitable. It's just going to take time. It's going to take a few years, maybe. Um, now you're going to be able to create games that technically are great games that are fun, that may have never have been able to get in greenlit because of their budget and what they would have made selling physical copies. Now you can get that game greenlit, put it on a medium where there's 50 million, a hundred million people. And instead of only 3 million people potentially playing your game, now 30 or 40 million people are, are checking your game out. You know, you log on a game pass and the newest release, and there's a trailer there and you can download and play it right now. Free of charge. It comes with your subscription. Give it a try. And boom, next thing you know it, now you're creating the next big game because everybody's played it and now they're begging for number two. And then that game gets greenlit. And we're not just talking about the bigger titles. We're talking about smaller games. You know, you're going to see a lot of games come back. This is where you might see games like Jet Set Radio Future being able to actually get made for people. Hexen. Yes, because they can do it when you have millions of people. And they're already paying you. Their, their their fraction of their money is going into this, and you can start putting advertisements on your platform. You can get people engaged on it. You can have microtransactions in there. You can get people excited. And uh, th- this is this is the future. It's Do happening. Last last piece here that I'll, I'll ask that just came to my mind here before we move on. Do you think it's possible that we could see something similar to Netflix, where you know Netflix says? This is the standard for, uh, you know, like Netflix has yet to use at least this standard of camera. The file has to be this, whatever. We'll give you X budget or whatever, and you can create, go out and create your thing, which is, which is, you know, for example, what happened with, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Fucking Bo Burnham's special. That's how he did it. He just had the bare minimum camera, uh, that they would allow you to shoot with and get on there. Uh, because do you think like an indie developer looks at the opportunity and pitches it to to uh, to Microsoft and say, "Hey, we'll put our shit on there, 
uh, and then pitch them something that has microtransactions because that's how you're going to make money long term. Yeah. And then you put your game on there to get it in front of a guaranteed 50 million people. Yeah. Right out of the gate as a possible as a possible inroads to your game because before with indie developers you're looking at you're looking at you know you could go on Steam or, or whatnot and your and your coverage of how you were going to maybe uh, how long you were going to be in the spotlight et cetera et cetera could be a thing. But I feel like with something like Game Pass, there's more opportunity there to do like a basically what Netflix is doing, where Netflix has as well, where Netflix is saying, all right, we got Netflix originals. We're making our own shit. Uh, And in this case, it could be Microsoft just giving this off to indie developers that pitch them ideas uh, to make them programming or in this case, game specific to Game Pass, uh, because... They're constantly trying to have games that will bring people to the Game Pass, just like Netflix is making movies and TV series, even if it ends up not not you know bombing after a season. You're just doing it. You get somebody in for a season. You get them onto the fucking subscription. You're done. Yeah, I guarantee you, they're gonna go. Hey, public, we are allocating two billion dollars a year on indie developers. All these studios, dude, these guys could be the saints, man. They could go in and say, hey, we're not going to overwork our, our studios. We're, we're paying them handsomely to create games for Game Pass. And we're going to guarantee $2 billion a year in allocation to new titles or old titles that, that we're going to revive from the dead and bring onto our platform as just fan service for you guys for being a subscription here at Game Pass. They can do that shit because they're Microsoft and they can burn that. And what what they what they're doing is is they're converting people to their platform. And once they get on the platform, that's where they spend money. They might not spend the money on the new game even if they only go back and revert back to Call of Duty and World of Warcraft and fucking Halo and they're everything else. Their monthly they're going to get their fucking money and they're going to pay monthly. This is it, man. This like is it, it. It's it's uh, man. It's crazy. It's just a crazy, crazy, crazy fucking time. Uh, we still have to wait and see if this passes muster. Maybe the SEC decides to it clamp It'll down pass. on this shit. It'll pass. But it's they're likely buying a to publisher. Pass. They're buying. They're buying a. They're buying a publisher. Like what? Like they're not buying Valve. You know, they're they're, they're buying a game studio, a big one. A, a massive one. Like people, people put this into perspective too for like value propositions per month. There, there are news publications online or gaming publications or whatever even that ask you like ten dollars a month uh, for next to nothing. Shit, we do it here on the podcast. Ten dollars yes. a month, and you get to ask us questions and get a high quality audio version of yes. the podcast. Right? Like people find value in it because they do it. But, you know, you're looking at Netflix for whatever, you know, let's say $23 or $22 a month for their HD or their 4K version. And they're pu- they're putting in hundreds of millions of dollars to create original programming on top of licensing other content. There is an unimaginable wealth of shit at your fingertips for that amount of money per month. And even yep. if it wasn't the pandemic, the amount of content people were consuming on Netflix was more than worth the fucking oh, yeah. $20 a month they're spending. People spend $20 going out for breakfast at a fast food restaurant sometimes. Like, people... Do, people, Dude, I spent $23 equate. on sushi today for lunch. Okay? 
But, but right. it's funny because people will look at different things different ways. Like, I just spent, like, $20 in coffee in the last three days, kind of an idea. But, like, an entire month where I consume 30 to 40-plus hours of content is suddenly not worth $24.99 a month. Dude, this or in shit this case, is going to go up, man. I'm telling you, this is going to get to the point where Game Pass is literally going to be $29.99, $39.99 a month. And yeah. people will gladly pay it yes, because they are going to get so much value out of this and they're going to be part of the no. And you know what's great about it is when you're spending this shit, parents, like they're going to spend the shit. You no longer have to go. Covers the whole household. That, you no longer have to buy individual games, appease little, little Joey that's nine years old and fucking Johnny who's 12 and timmy who's 16 and they all want three different games and one wants cod and one wants lego fucking this and one wants fucking hearthstone and fucking dad our mom just wants to play candy crush on her phone and all you need is one subscription for the whole fucking house (laughs) and everybody can play whatever fuck they want as long as they want whenever they want for the low low price of $39.99 and everybody in the house is happy how do you not like ooh, <laughs> problem solved and even the individuals out there that don't even have a family and they're just gamers casual or hardcore the hardcore are getting crazy deals the casual gamer at the very least they're gonna break even with options they're gonna be like oh <laughs> you know what i i buy call of duty once a year i buy this game once a year yeah now I can play whatever I want. Maybe there's a game that does come out that they want to play. Uh, madness. This is where we're going. It's madness. We're and not I'm excited. Sell- we're not I'm selling excited. Out. We're not selling out for Microsoft, but we are about to sell out for NordVPN. Hit me on, hey, Mr. Black. NordVPN.com slash OTT. Use the promo code OTT. Get a massive discount. All right? Get a massive discount. And... Get a bonus month. When you get a two-year subscription, stay safe, stay anonymous. Watch different regions of Netflix. And in the future, play different regions of Game Pass with the click of a button. Listen, what games might be available in the U.S. and what might be available in Canada may actually become a thing. There could be licensing issues, right? Especially when they start buying out different things or leasing different IPs and old games or new games. You can bypass that with NordVPN. Mask your IP to a different region. Play more games. And guess what? Yes, you can play games on these servers. You can stream on these servers. You can game and stream on these servers at the same damn time. So head on over to NordVPN and do your thing. Thank you. Oh, this is hot off the press, Mr. Black, 30 minutes ago before we dump over into movies and TV. Phil Spencer on Twitter dropped this little nugget. Had good calls this week with leaders at Sony. I confirmed our intent to honor all existing agreements upon acquisition of Activision Blizzard and our desire to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. There you go. Sony is an important part of our industry and we value our relationship. That is... A very carefully worded sentence. So, so just like what I said in the beginning, for now, right? It's it's current relation, like their current deals, right? Who only knows how long that honoring is? Honoring contracts, yes. Honoring contracts. Yeah. We don't know when that comes out, and I can guarantee it. 
there will be perks to owning Call of Duty through Game Pass than what it will be on Sony. And that might even go as far as it's damn free. It's free on Game Pass. You want to go and pay, you want to go and buy it on Sony? Go and buy it on Sony. Play your week idiot. early. You're there. You nailed it. Get it. Get it a week early. Get it. Get it. Play the beta only on Game Pass. Uh, there's so much shit they can do. This game mode only on Game Pass. I don't fucking know, but I do know one thing. Something's it will be happening. free. It will be free on Game Pass. It won't be free on Sony, uh, and uh, people are going to convert. And in time, in time, because right now, they were just ruffled the world, right? They ruffled the world, and they don't want to make gamers upset, because think about this. They go out there right now and say, guess what, guys? Call of Duty exclusively on Game Pass, only on Microsoft. There's going to be a lot of pissed-off fucking gamers out there, a lot of mad gamers, and they don't want to upset anybody. They want to convert. But they want to convert in a way that it's their choice to come over. They don't want to be strong armed. Just give them so much fucking value that they're gonna just come over naturally. They'd be like, you know, feel what? like it's their decision. It's, there you go. And once they got them, game over. Then they can start ripping the vice grip on Sony and saying, "Guess what, motherfucker? Yeah, you thought I was playing checkers out here, motherfucker. This ain't checkers. It's 3D chess. Yeah, on the cloud. I just, I just realized. I just realized that we're. That uh, I hadn't posted uh, tech support, so I posted it now. So if you're listening to this live, head on over. Patreon.com slash TV. Uh, $10 or more per month, as we mentioned. A couple of perks. Uh, is it Game Pass value? No. Nothing oh. is. But you can ask us questions. <laughs> and that's got to be worth something. <laughs> Mr. Black, it's time for... Movies and TV. Shit, I dropped my water, my water cap in the tub. That's Rip. all right. I'll, I'll find it. <laughs> sometime <laughs> uh in a move that nobody saw coming daniel radcliffe is to going to play weird al yankovic in his bio picture coming up all that yes yeah, all that why not fucking yes why not he's kind of weird, weird and quirky biopic. yeah and, and he's uh he's he's he likes daniel radcliffe is uh He's a rat. He can rap and stuff, and he's like, uh, he's going to do a great job. I think it's good casting. I think it's great Absolutely. casting. Absolutely. And I think Weird Al has had just a crazy enough career that even if you did, even for like uh, maybe some younger generations that don't know who the fuck he is, it's just crazy enough that I think that's, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are going to be interested in seeing the ins and outs of uh, one Mr. Weird Al Yankovic's biopic especially if you've got daniel radcliffe on the uh, on the poster that's going to move some people and put them in seats all the same uh moon knight got its official trailer i never got a chance to check it out yet uh however unfortunately i do know this is that one of the lead actors unfortunately sadly i think it was gaspard uh ulio Ul- i don't know how to pronounce his last name gaspard uh ulio passed away after uh, apparently a massive head trauma from a skiing accident uh and was only 37 years old so that was uh that was uh, sad to hear but yeah i don't know did you see the uh, the moon knight trailer yet i didn't watch it no i did not uh i've heard that people were like okay yeah moon knight sure nobody knows who the fuck moon knight is but i don't yeah okay but okay, you know, it's more it's more Marvel shit. It's definitely like on the uh I think it's supposed to be more on like the uh the edgier Marvel side uh of things. 
uh, Moon Knight, but, uh, but I could be wrong on that, but I think that's how the direction that that's going, and what the character is about. Uh, and then lastly, because there's really not much talked about this week, uh, for this, Lord of the Rings got its, uh, the, the Amazon Prime show, got its title reveal, which was just basically the forging of a ring, uh, over the span of fucking 60 seconds. Uh, and then announce the title of the show. It's going to be Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Now you know the title. I don't Great. know when... It, uh, do we... I, I think we have a date for when that's supposed to be popping, but I don't know. Uh, um, I thought it was this year. I thought so it was did, late so this year. I. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Um, and hopefully we see uh, some more of that, because as Jeff was mentioning earlier, with the spend on this bad boy... Uh, you know, everyone's hoping for a, a Game of Thrones 2.0, right? You've got mm. the you've got the material there. It's the fucking Lord of the Rings. Spend your money, get the right people, uh, and for God's sake, don't fuck it up. Because if there's one thing that was like, in my opinion, and I've said it before in the podcast, the perfect movie trilogy is the Lord of the Rings original trilogy. There is like that is good. It's, great. it's fucking timeless. There is almost yep. zero fault. In any port, a part, or a point in there, there's, like, uh, hardcore Lord of the Rings fans complain, I think, about, like, uh, there was, like, the section with, um, What's-Her-Face's character, the, the, between her and Aragorn or whatever. But, like, in the grand scheme of things, fuck me, dude. They're, like, timeless. You go back and watch them, and, and, because they did so much with practical effects, it stands up so fucking well, because you're not seeing, like, 20 year old cgi yeah. uh and so you know I, the the irony is is that within reason they're gonna age better than the hobbit movies are <laughs> gonna age like that original trilogy because it doesn't have nearly as much cgi uh but all the same i hope that it, they pull it off i would love to be able to turn on uh my amazon prime and watch me some good lord of the rings content uh a hundred percent um, that's it. Em and I didn't watch anything particularly thrilling this we, week. Uh, Kale and I last night started watching uh, Too Hot to Handle, the new oh, season. No, I, we saw the new season. And I looked at it. And I said, I don't know if I can do it again. Eh, I don't know if I can do eh. it again. How's it been? How How was eh. the first couple episodes? Uh, I mean, it's more Too Hot to Handle. Still getting used to the new cast. Uh, not as good as the last season so far, but it's starting, you know, starting to heat up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's starting yeah. to heat up. So they they doubled the prize pool on this one. So they did, yeah. And and all that tells me is there's going to be twice as much fucking. That's, that's all that. That's all that yeah. means. They're going to see that and so, go, oh, we can break the rules even more and still have good amounts of money. Oh, okay. Well, and thus the fucking began. Uh, yeah, we didn't we didn't see anything crazy. We were watching like we were just watching like murder mystery shit and whatnot because that's like our one of our guilty pleasures and none of it was particularly new. Um, and then we watched um, what did we watch last night? Uh, that Ewan McGregor and Pierce Brosnan flick um, where he was a ghostwriter. I think it was maybe oh. it was the name of the movie. <clears throat> that's quite old like 2013 or some shit uh we watched that it was i the ending sucked some serious balls but otherwise it's pretty oh sorry it was i it's ewan mcgregor it's pierce brosnan occasionally showing up on screen it's all right 
so that's it. If that was all, then we, we move directly into the final segment called... Tech support. Patreon.com slash lag TV. Place to be if you want to ask us questions for $10 or more a month because we're rivaling Game Pass in value. Each and every week we uh, post up a post called tech support. Uh, sometimes I'm better about remembering to post it earlier. And so this week we're probably only going to have a couple of questions. As we answer them, I'll keep refreshing the page and hoping that we get some more. Because <laughs> I'm starting I to get waited. hot, Adam. I'm starting I'm, to get hot over here. I know. It's getting, it's getting, it's getting cold outside, but hotter in the hot tub. Woo! We're, we're almost there. Um, uh, we already answered that super commie, uh, but he asked, uh, with Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard, do you think they'll make the next Call of Duty a PC and Xbox exclusive after they announce, uh, they're doubling down on making more current gen consoles? Well, of course they're going to make more current gen consoles. They're still selling a shitload of them. They can't keep them on the shelves. Whatever one is on the shelf sells. The Series S outsold the PlayStation 5 in December. You know why? Because they were on shelves. They were available for purchase. Uh, And that will continue to be the way uh, that things go for quite some time. So, uh, yeah. uh, Other than that, do I think COD will be exclusive? Man, you you know what? This is what I'll say. I'll stick my neck out for this one. I think that they do honor, obviously they're going to honor the contracts. Call of Duty will probably, the next Call of Duty will probably still be multi-plat. Yep. I think that Call of Duty will no longer be a yearly release. I think it will come out every two to three years, and I think it will in- inevitably become an Xbox and PC exclusive. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I don't think that Call of Duty needs to be a yearly thing anymore. It needed to be for Activision Blizzard for their model to work. And to make money. But now yep. that Microsoft owns them, they don't... That doesn't need to be yearly. They can allow those developers to make a lot more different games, spread that shit out, and not have 15 different developing houses all working on fucking Call of Duty at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Warzone, something like Warzone, remains multi-plat, but, like, the core shit, you know, the the campaigns and things of that nature, I think that eventually gets locked up after yeah. these contracts run out. yeah. And I think at the very least, um, it'll just be free on Game Pass, and it'll cost you a hundred bucks uh, on any other platform, and that yeah. that will just do the damage right there, you know. It's, and if they're coming out yearly, I mean, people are going to start going, "Why in the fuck am I spending all this goddamn money <laughs> to play this shit on PlayStation when I can get the same experience and play with my friends no matter what on Game Pass?" It's just that easy. It's that easy. Uh, Xenon asks, who do you think should play you two in a biopic? All right, so Lag TV suddenly gains enough clout that we are doing a biopic. It's, it's another 15, 20 years from now. It's biopic time. Who is playing? Well, it's hard to say because you don't know what actors are going to be in existence at that point. So let's go with actors that exist now. So who is playing, who is playing us? Nova War and Maximus Black in our biopic. Oh man. Um uh, I was going to say Michael B Jordan but I'm giving myself too much. <laughs> I'm giving That's myself too much heavy there. Hitter. Yeah. Um Oh man. Uh, I'm going to go with um John Boyega 
for me. And for Adam. Channing Tatum. No. <laughs> he's already got a butt. He's already got buzzed hair. So he's got that. He's the, the uh, I mean, I'm not a stripper, uh, but he's got, he's got more or less the, uh, the right amount of like geeky, stupid white guy. Man. Otherwise, who the fuck else are you going to put in there? Trying to think here. <laughs> Fucking somebody's board one said Chris Evans. All right, there you go. Chris Evans Ooh, with, with a buzz Davidson. cut. Pete Davidson. Pete <laughs> Davidson, I'm not a crackhead. The fuck? Um, oh, man. Not saying Pete Davidson's a crackhead, by the way. Uh, oh, Keegan-Michael Key for me. That's not bad. Yeah, that's a good pick. That's I like a that good pick. one. That's a that's a pretty good one. That's that's a good one. Um, geez, I'm trying to think of like an actor that could play sort of like the straight guy. You know, uh, mm. oh man, Jesse Eisenberg. I could see it. His voice, his voice isn't that. Like his voice is just not Adam. Yeah, that'd, at be, all. Diff- that'd be difficult for him to do. James Franco, no. You need somebody that's like you have to like unless you're gonna put them all on a fucking soapbox. You need somebody that's a little t- on the taller side too, right? Yeah. They don't need to be six foot six, but you know maybe six foot two Dude, would be I'll a good go- start. Yeah. Well, fuck no. Jeez, I don't know, man. I- it's I'm a challenge. Keep- I'm going to keep thinking, of, I'm going to, uh, oh, you know what? Zach would, no, uh, Zachary, uh, that Zachary, Zachary Levi guy, you know, the fucking dude that plays, um, Shazam. Oh, that dude, he could play Adam. Uh, look up Zach, look up, uh, I think his name's Zachary Levi, right? I think he could play an Adam. Yeah, I could see that. I'm looking at I'm looking at some pictures. You know, because he's because he's funny, but like he's not like over the top funny. You know, as in like a goofy funny, but like yeah. I mean, he's, if, you, if you got rid of his hair, oh, this is not on autofocus, so you'll never see that. That's a terrible fucking example, unfortunately. If you got like there's this one picture of him in front of like an IMDb poster or some shit. Uh, yeah, you know, he's a he's like he's I think he's tall. You know, I could, uh, I, could, I could see that. Yeah, I don't know. Henry Cavill is thick. Adam's not. No, that's right. Not not anymore. Okay, it's not. Henry Cavill used to run walk around a far smaller guy. It's just, but it's a steroids are a hell of a drug, Jeff. They are a hell of a drug. And they are in every motherfucker that's ever done a superhero movie. <laughs> But yeah, yes. except for maybe like uh, Robert Pattinson, you know. Yeah, no, he he didn't. He definitely did not do steroids, for sure. No. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Okay, I mean, I could I could see that too. I could see that. Oh, perfect! If you search him, he's actually got one part where. Where he uh, buzzed his hair, except for he kept the, the fucking hair on the side of his head. <laughs> like he had actually gone old man bald. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, so somewhere between Alexander Skarsgård and, uh, and uh, Zachary, uh, Zachary Levi. I think those are two. But I think Keegan-Michael Key is fucking, like, on the nose. Yeah. 
that that's that's pretty on the nose. Uh, that's definitely either that or uh, one of the Wayne's brothers. You know, I think he could, they could play me too. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what? You know, like whoa. the guy from Scream and shit. You know, what about Wayne Brady? Oof! Oh, I think Wayne Brady's it. It's 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 Wayne Brady or Key. I <laughs> think Wayne Brady. What if we just I think did Wayne the Brady's perfect? What if we just did the cast of Whose Line? It's just Wayne Brady and Ryan Stiles. There you go. <laughs> there it is. That's perfect. Dude, Wayne Brady's perfect. Wayne Brady and Ryan Stiles. That's you it. Know, I think that's... There you go. Ryan Stiles, very tall, lanky he's white tall. dude. Yep. Buzz yeah, he's funny. Hair. He can uh, be a straight stri- guy. He, he plays the straight guy against yep. Collins crazy. Dude, that's it. That's there it. There you go. It's that's just, it. It's, it's just Ryan Stiles and Wayne Brady. It's just, there you go, there you go. <laughs> the only issue is the age? The fuck are you... Bro, I'm like 98 years old. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, let's see. Mark with the most oddly specific question I've seen in a while. Or, or random as well. Uh, Nerf Halo weapon, and he doesn't mean by balance. He means literally Nerf guns, okay? Nerf Halo weapons or Nerf Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 weapons. Which do you choose in a lag TV grudge match for the final slice of Hawaiian pizza? I'm going with the, I'm going with the Halo ones. I'm using a rocket launcher. A rocket launcher Nerf gun? <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm getting that slice. <laughs> I, yes, I'll use the uh the nerf version of the needler. Uh, I think would be it would be good. Uh Theodore asks a very important question. This is one that a lot of people have been asking on social media, and it is not an easy answer. But if there was ever gonna be two people, I think Wayne Brady and Ryan Stiles can answer this question for you, Theodore. Can Microsoft revive Blizzard back to its glory? If they could, will they? If they would, should they? Um, no. I don't think Blizzard will ever be what we used to think it was. Um, I think it'll be... I think Activision Blizzard is... is done. It's now gonna be Microsoft, you know? Like, it'll still be an Activision-type game, but, like, you know... Uh, it's going to be different. I just think that even the medium in which the medium that we, that we play the games on are, is different, which is just going to not feel like the glory days. I, I, it's going to be a new thing. It's, I think it's going to go uphill from here, but I don't think we're ever going to get peak. I mean, I'm nostalgic, right? So like, you know, blizzard back in 2010, all the way up until, you know, even before that, I mean, fuck, I mean, blizzard from, 2003. Like 1996, you know, up up till 2016. Like I don't know how you get better. I don't know how you get a more pure gamers game out there. Like I, I don't know. Like it'll be better than where we're at for sure. But I I don't see it going back to its glory days because you know now it's not going to kind of stand on its own feet anymore. It's going to be surrounded by a bunch of other stuff, and it's going to. You know, man, the answer is no. If this was, if this was, if this purchase, which would never have happened, but if this purchase had happened in, let's say, 2000 and 
2016, 2017. Do I think that they could that they could resuscitate Blizzard under Microsoft and just leave them be and get the and get the poison out of the top end of the system if they even knew it was there or thought it was there at that point? Sure. Okay. They've lost so much of their top talent whether yeah. they needed to go because they were also part of the toxic culture or otherwise. They lost a lot. Does that mean that they can't get more because Blizzard has such an enormous amount of fans for their games that are getting into the industry just to be able to work at Blizzard and make Blizzard games? I think that still exists, but it's a hurdle now that is much higher than it was a few years ago. Yeah. And and uh the, I think the 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 question becomes how does Microsoft first of all Microsoft are, are, like Phil's already said that they're going to they're going to much like my, Minecraft much like they with Minecraft they're not going to be crazy hands on they're going to in, infuse them with Microsoft's uh, Microsoft Gaming's corporate culture they're yep. going to help put the people in place but in by and large they're going to be as hands off as they can be if they do that with with bl- the blizzard side of the equation interior of this of this purchase um i think what happens is you have a different a different development schedule you don't have blizzard trying to do three different mobile games overwatch 2 diablo 4 uh balance patching starcraft 2 into the fucking sun you know and, and having too many irons in the fire all at once i think you see blizzard dramatically reduce what they're working on they keep their world of warcraft thing locked up they keep hearthstone locked up yeah and then and then they make some very hard decisions do we also go in with overwatch 2 and then maybe one other ip where they can slowly start chipping away warcraft at shit. four maybe can happen now who knows right like who knows? like can it happen yes will it be glory days even if no, it was it would so. take it would take nearly a decade to even know if that would ever happen yeah. Like, it would be so hard to tell. But you're not going to get 1997 or 2003, 2004, 2005 Blizzard. That's just not going to happen. Um, but the quality of the games, I expect from the Blizzard side, I expect the quality to go up. I expect the yeah. number of them to go down. And uh, I think that's what you're going to see on the Activision side as well. The quality will go up. The number will go go down. Microsoft will take intellectual properties out of that deal, plug them into other developers that they already own, and then yep. let these guys focus on some games internally that they've been already working on, like Call of Duty, etc. And and just less quality up, but not do so much like Bobby had them fucking basically just slave work uh, to to get out as much of this Call of Duty content as possible, amongst other things. Uh, but yeah. I don't know. One question I will say that I forgot to ask earlier, Mr. Black. Uh, Microsoft technically now with this buyout owns MLG. Yep. They own MLG and they own more or less short of like Dota, League of Legends, and Counter-Strike. They more or less own every major esports intellectual property on the planet. How do you see them working the space we already see how they're doing it with a halo infinite and despite the game being in a rough spot they're doing very well with halo infinite and ironically a lot of the people running the halo infinite circuit are the old mlg crew now they properly reown mlg and we've already got you know uh the the head of mlg back in the day tweeting about this shit and everything else do you think that microsoft will 
spend time to prop up esports in the ways that Activision and Blizzard dropped off in the last eight years? Or do you think that Microsoft lets that be grassroots only and, 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 and goes hands off despite owning basically three quarters of the esports market uh, after this buyout? I know I've been very, very pro Microsoft today to the point where some of you guys might think that like, you know, Microsoft is sliding me a couple of, you know, Microsoft sent them that hot first tub. edition, like fucking <laughs> NFTs or something they're going to put on their fucking, you know, <laughs> on, on, the, on their next uh, metaverse or whatever the fuck, you know, um, buzzwords. I actually, I actually think this is where things are going to go downhill. I, I don't, I do not foresee Microsoft thinking at all about esports. I don't think that that is their play here. I think, uh, I, 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 I think they're going to maybe inject some money into the grassroots of what's already going on and putting it into the hands of, um, of the people that are already doing it. Um, and that's that, which is fine to keep it going. But I think their play right now is to get up uh, their game pass and build this new infrastructure and not so much nurturing esports as a whole. I know they're doing just fine with Halo. It's only been a couple of events. You know, it's not a long track record. There's a lot of hype. But now we're talking a lot of different esports and a lot of different places. And let's be real, Blizzard really wasn't doing shit with their stuff anyway. So, like, you know, at the end of the day, I, I don't think this is particularly amazing news for esports. But I think it's good news for gamers at, at, in general. Um, but that I'm not 100% sold on yet. I don't think that that is part of their their play here. Um, not to say they won't do it in the future. I don't know. And if they do, I think that all of sort of the niche esports are going to get hit bad. And they're only going to focus on what they think is popular, like Halo and Call of Duty I think they're going to come in it at a console standpoint and not necessarily from a PC standpoint of what really what what made Blizzard Blizzard was their community. Um, but we'll see. I could be wrong. I really could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I think the esports side of things is going to be in a weird spot for the Blizzard titles for the next few years. That's my guess. I don't know. Uh, Shady asks, what's your biggest pet peeve that people do in chat? For example, and this I guess during live streaming, those who ask about what happened to your viewer or sub count, etc. You got a pet peeve for chatters? Uh, my pet peeve. Um. Oh, there's so many. (laughs) 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 Um. I would say it's the people that like when you're so for me because I'm a variety streamer when I'm playing games and I even have it in sub mode and, and whatever else to, to avoid spoilers etc uh, and people know de facto especially if they're a sub that there is no no spoilers you don't hint at spoilers or anything like that and people still find it like it's a big red button that says do not press this button. And they and and they will get as close to pressing that button as humanly possible without, in their minds, technically doing it. So you're yep. coming up to a spot in the game, and they don't yep. say, "Oh, no. by the way, here's a boss. It's really hard. This is the name of the boss, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. It's like, "Oh," they'll say in chat, "Like, oh, here it comes," and you're like, "Yeah, here, it co- oh, great, yeah." 
Well, now I no. know something's fucking coming. Yeah. I, Shit like my, that. Mine, mine is probably the backseat gaming. You know, do this, do that. Um, that shit irks me. Uh, I mean, there's so many, dude. I don't like when people type an exclamation fucking follower or f- uh, fucking... Oh, follow check, age. Follow age. I hate that shit. <laughs> um, I hate people that come in and just randomly ask me like, hey, when are you playing this game or whatnot? Like, it's just like, dude, fuck you, man. My, I know, like... I- like as a variety stream, the, the one, and you've got this too, is the, oh, you're not playing, you already dropped, insert game? Yeah, exactly. Like, i sorry um, I took one day off of this game. I actually just, I just finished playing seven straight days yeah. of that game. I'm taking a single day break, and I plan to go back to it. And they're like, oh my god, you dropped it already? I thought you enjoyed that game. Why are you playing this game? Yeah. Um... <laughs> There's all kinds, dude. Yeah, like the, the, the I mean, the viewer thing, I mean, I, I all really... I don't really get much of an annoyance from it. I usually just cuss people out, you know? Um, you know, the sub count is just like, oh my God, you know, you only have 3,000 subs. And I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, <laughs> only, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, uh, I, 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 was in, I, was, I was in the hot tub the other day. I was doing a little hot tub stream. We had a couple hundred viewers and some guy came in and was like, yo, man, what happened? What happened, man? You only got... 200 250 viewers and i'm like i'm thinking to myself like i didn't say it but like i'm thinking to myself like dude i'm sitting in a hot tub worth more than you know my old car you know um <laughs> shut the fuck like you're such a fuck boy like you know what i mean like uh you know like uh you know what happened man you used to you used to have you know, 2000 viewers and i like i'm just thinking in the back of my mind like when i had 2000 viewers i was broke you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's true. You know, like uh, it's just like anyway. I, yeah, uh, that, that, it's not even. It's not really a pet peeve. I just like I have to bite my my tongue because like yeah, I don't want to come off as like you know a douchebag, but at the same time, like these idiots, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. You know what I mean? Like yeah, bro, I'm, I'm fucking I'm, starving. I'm struggling. Man. I'm. It's a struggle bus out here. My bad. Uh, Alexa asks, what makes you truly happy? The one thing that when you do it, you are just joyful and truly filled with happiness. Say that one more time. What makes you truly happy? The one thing that when you do it, you just are joyful and truly filled with happiness. Oh, man. I mean, hanging out with my son. That's an easy one for you now. You got you got Kai as the yeah. as the uh, the trump card. Yeah, like uh, like today, I didn't stream today. I uh, I had to go get a massage, and then I went out and picked up that the keyboard. And um, uh, before I did, you know, Kai woke up, and he's like, "Come play." So I went and played some dinkies with his dinkies and shit. And we just laid on the sofa and just like you know. Uh, he just snuggled up and we just watched I the goofy wa- movie for the 910,000th I mean, no, time. No, no, he's been watching like <laughs> Coco Melon or some shit and I'm just sitting there like, you know, just chilling. Right. And I'm, you know, that's, that's, uh, I guess that's happiness. Um, uh, the other, the other, the other thing would be like, uh, when I'm in Vegas, man, when I, uh, when I, when I get off that plane and I, uh, I get out, I get out the, the, the taxi or the, the Uber and I'm walking into the into the hotel, and I ain't got no work. I ain't got no home life responsibilities. I ain't got nothing. I'm with my boys. Yo, I'm happy. I'm fucking, I'm pretty fucking happy. So, 
you know, and then obviously when I'm busting nuts, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, you know, hang at lay, laying down and just watching Netflix with, with the wife and just like, you know, not really worrying about nothing. Pretty happy then. Um, when I get my dirty esport money checks, I get pretty happy. Um, th- then I then I realize I got to go and stream for another 200 hours to make it again, and I suddenly get depressed. Um, <laughs> you know, there's se- there's several different things that make me that make me happy. <laughs> but and all 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 jokes aside, because there were some jokes there. Uh, family, that's it. Just family. That's the show. That's basically it. Like I gotta, I gotta be, I gotta be real. There was like a a good, I won't pinpoint it, but there was a there was a point in my life where I went from like a relatively every single day happy person to just like it took it takes so much. I don't know if I had so much dopamine or so, at some point that now like take it's like I'm a fucking. I'm like a coke head that I need like I need like I started out like I had like a little quarter bump and I'm fucking bouncing off the walls. Now I need to get like a whole fucking, you know, key just to get me shit, you know, get my shit going. But it takes so much to get any fucking rise out of me now. Um unless it just takes me by surprise. Like sometimes I'll just be sitting there and a wave will just fucking hit you and I'll just be like and you're just happy for like this uh, like this nice two to five minute period of time where yeah. your brain stops like processing all the bullshit of life yeah. for just yeah. two to five minutes. And then it could be like, that's why sometimes it's like, you know, you're watching, you're just hanging out, you know, I'm hanging out with them. We're watching uh, Netflix and it's just enough where I stop thinking about all the fuckery and I just yeah. get like this little pocket and it's great. The other night, um, the other night I, uh, we were in bed and I was just doing my, like, my scroll or whatever, and somebody, uh, I can't remember what it was. I can't remember what the context was for the tweet. Um, but it was like somebody was shooting their shot on this, on this tweet and just fucking failed miserably. Fucking the biggest L. And uh, what immediately came to mind, and I posted the gif of it, was the Carlton in in, in uh, from uh, from Fresh Prince, and it's the episode where they're playing basketball, and it's at the end of the game. Do you remember this episode? So they're playing a game of basketball, and Will has literally put every point on the board up to this point in the game. He's carried the team because everyone else sucks. And Carlton's on the on the court, and they they have this last second timeout call because they're down by like two points or some shit. So they need like a three pointer, and the and the 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 you know the coach comes in. Everybody huddles up. He goes, "All right, everyone know what the plan is. Get the ball to Will. That was it. There's the whole plan. Get the ball to Will and walk the fuck away." Ref passes the ball or ball over. They pass the ball in. The play is starting. The clock is counting down. Other guy in the team has the ball. Goes to pass it to Will. Will gets there for whatever reason. Carlton also tries to get the ball. They're fighting. Carlton and, and, and fucking Will are fighting at the midcourt over who's got this ball. Carlton wins. Takes the ball to Will's hands. Buzzer beater coming. Carlton winds up with a fucking baseball throw and yeets the ball from half court with the buzzer beater coming in. And it goes slow motion. And the music is swelling up behind. And the camera zooms in like the ball is in the air and then the camera cuts to Carlton who's doing this one 
And he's so hopeful. Everything is in his like face. He's like, this is going to be my moment. And the, and the camera cuts back. And the ball is literally in a different fucking area code. It doesn't even hit the backboard. That shit fucking goes out to the door where the exit of the arena is. And then it goes back to normal speed. Because they had this whole thing set up and it subverts your expectations. You're like, holy shit, Carlton's going to put this in. It's in slow-mo. There's like this happy-go-lucky yeah, music no. happening. Get and fucked. then it cuts over. And it's a million miles away. And when I posted that gif, I still think it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. And it just Make hit me. It just hit me. I started laughing. And I couldn't stop. I was like hysterical laughing, crying. And I just like, I was just, and, and M thought I was insane. She was like, love, I'm pretty sure you should be in the psych ward. What the fuck are you laughing so maniacally for? And I was like, I can't help it. I think it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. And it was that like belly laugh. You hurt, you're hoarse, you're crying. You sound like a dying cat. All yep. of these things at the same time. And like in that little, like two, three minute moment, pure bliss. You're thinking about nothing else. That's the shit right there. Otherwise I am a jaded fucking asshole. This world has made me a cold, hard dick. No pun intended. Uh, and, I f- and, and until I have kids and that, that kid maybe or maybe doesn't bring me joy, I am yeah. just, I am so, I, it takes so much to, to get anything out of me. So much to get anything out of me. And it all comes back to the only thing that, can, that has enough of a kick is family and the occasional point where I laugh about something hysterically. And that's it. That's like the entire thing. It's brutal. Welcome to being an adult, Adam. This is amazing. I think a lot of us feel that way. More, more especially the last couple of years. It's been even harder to be uh, to get excited about something, right? Uh, like with the house. I can't even be, I'm not even all that excited. I just bought my first home. I'm not even that excited about it. I just look at it like I just overpaid like 150 grand on this house. And I still got to put another 30 to 40 grand in this motherfucker. Uh, you didn't and, overpay by 150. And, right. Well, if it was no, but I mean, in ter- like if this if it wasn't the pandemic, right? Oh. This house is not worth what was paid. Like it is definitely well, it is not worth. fucking worth. It is worth. That, it you, is worth. You know, like, that's the that's what the market is. You, I, it, that's what it's worth. But I know what you're saying. You know what I mean. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, if I had bought this house before the pandemic, it's literally 150 yeah, I mean, to 160 grand less, which is yeah, just. But you didn't. Huh. But think about it. In another two years, you know, you'll be you say the same fucking thing. Oh yeah, you know. Uh, we only got one or two more here. Get you out of the hot tub before you turn into a raisin. I'm already a raisin. <laughs> uh, Mr. Stars, let's say that you were to disappear tomorrow. What's the one thing you would want people to remember you by? A specific part of your content, personality, etc. I just want to be remembered as somebody that did that that just was. You know, it was just real. That's why Jeff and I, at least, that was a large part of our persona for Lag TV, was we were two dudes in the basement, uh, chilling, just acting the same way that we would, for better or worse, yeah. <laughs> uh, as we would if we were just offline, hanging out uh, in a in a in a in a medium and in a, and in a uh, uh, or or in a market where the vast majority of people, even if they're telling you that they're not putting on an act, are putting on an act. My main goal was, and it's it, it trends way less fucking entertaining, was just just be me. I turn my shit on, and I'd be truthful, and I and I'd be give you as much of like uh, my actual personality as possible, uh, and that's it. And somebody that didn't sell out, but not in the sell out way where I'm I didn't like not securing the bag type shit, but not not 
selling something that I don't at least think is worth using yourself. Uh, that what that's what I think is selling out. Like if you're if you're if you're getting like if Logitech came to me and said you want a sponsorship deal and we're gonna push mice, I'd say yeah. You know why? Because I use one and I tell everyone to fucking buy it anyway. So I'll do that. But if like Razor came to me or uh or like they'd TT have to come with, yeah they'd have to or come some to me shit with, with a bag. I mean, a bag where I go, you know what? Like that's I, that's why I, I want I want people to remember me for that shit, right? Like I I don't like it, and that's and that was because that's what, and not just within the content creation space, but in life, I'm like, want to be a man of my word. If I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do the shit. I don't need a contract. I don't need you to bring me a lawyer piece of paper and be like, all right, sign here, and you will do this shit, or there are legal ramifications. I don't need that shit. I, I need, like, I just, I will tell you I'll do it, I'll shake your hand, and it's gonna get done. That's what I want people to remember me by. Chiefly. Oh, man. I, I think for me, it's just, uh, uh, just... By having a good time. I mean, I don't, I don't know, I, I... You know, I want, I want to be, I would want to be remembered about, uh moments that people can look back and say wow you know that was a good time you know like uh i remember being in college and i used to watch you know Jeff to put Black. a sword through a tv yeah exactly <laughs> like you know i, I you know I, like uh, different things you know um just just i guess good memories I, uh, that's pretty much all i can ask for as an entertainer um yeah that that that's pretty much positive Can't think of anything else. positive yeah. really yeah. Um, oh boy, that's a doozy to end on. Last one, Mr. Black. Comes in from Steve. Stevie Hop says, Only if you feel like getting juicy. What do you I think Jeff's been juicy for two hours in that hot tub? What do you think is better for the world? Capitalism, socialism, or communism? Yes. There are no extremes in life. Like almost anything, you have to take a little bit from all three of those motherfuckers yeah. to make it work ideally. If you just go into pure capitalism, you run into some... some basically, so like in pure capitalism, you rely on the benevolence of entrepreneurs. So you, you might end up with very philanthropic entrepreneurs that, that use the power that they build within the capitalist system to do largely good, or you get Martin Skrilly. Those are your two dichotomies in capitalism. Yeah, but he got fucked, so, like, you know what I mean? But like, he didn't get fucked for the reason everyone hated him. He got fucked because he did fraud in, yeah. the, in the markets. He didn't get fucked because he took a life-saving drug that cost $13 and made it $750 overnight. He got fucked for something different. So, And he didn't have to do that to make his money. He just did it to make money regardless of what it actually meant uh, within the market itself. Whereas if you went anywhere else in the world, I mean, that shit's being bruised for like less than a dollar a pill. So you get two different types of people in that, in that regard, right? You get, and so in pure capitalism, you're relying on the person that gets to the top. Uh, in pure socialism, you're relying on the people or cat or even more so communism. You're relying government. on the people that are in government to do the same thing. 
You're yeah. relying on them instead of the person that came up out of whatever on their own to do the thing. And the truth of the, of the matter is, both of those have problems. The You need, I, for me personally, capitalism is the system. But you want socialist policy to put checks and balances on the capitalist system. Because pure capitalism... As and that's we basically see, what we have. I mean, that's what that's basically what we have. Produces some rough shit. Yeah, I mean, it was with basically... Checks, with some checks and balances from socialism, I think that's the more ideal thing. You're still going to get fucked by your government. You're still going to get fucked by, by you know, the, the, the pure capitalist mentality. But the two at least butt heads enough to, like, take the edge off, right? Communism is only good on paper. You should probably never do that shit. <laughs> it's like, like, there might be parts of communism in theory that could that have marginal value to be added but they those marginal pieces end up being part of socialism to some degree so yeah it's like a mixture it's a mix you don't want pure one way or the other that is a this bad idea uh ultimately people are the problem right because people are just people they're 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 fallible um they'll be greedy they'll make mistakes they'll whatever and you end up with with you know people that will complain about any system but for me yeah it's a little bit it's it's capitalism with the checks and balances of a of a socialist well, network you're cheating because he it. said you have to pick one or the other right um he said what is what do you think is better if i had to choose if I, okay if we were going to like if we were, I, and i don't know if that's what he's asking but if i had to choose just one If I had to choose just one, damn, you got to really think about that. I I do. I have to think about it because the like we just said, it's it's you're, you're choosing your battles. So you're going to choose capitalism <laughs> every time. Yeah, but, every time. I um, listen. I don't want to live a life where the government uh, controls my life and tells me, you know, th- 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 this is how it is, and and puts and puts a a uh, a. But that's not socialism. Yeah, but but what I'm saying here is yeah. They're basically putting a cap at what I can achieve, and they're they're they are rewarding the efforts. They're they're painting everybody with a brush, and you know that that works. Uh, I mean, thank God we don't have just the. Well, that, you just described communism, not socialism. Well, uh, so well, which people I, I conflate guess, all well, the time. Well, I mean, a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. Um, you know, there, there's definitely, there's definitely uh, parts of socialism that uh, that I think should 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 be in place for sure. Um, I think everybody should have the right for you know for healthcare and have a roof over their head, no matter what. Um, but at the same time, you know, um, I think I think if you're if you're if you're a savvy business person, you should be rewarded for that, and you should not be put on the stake for uh, for making money um or creating jobs or uh whatever the case may be um so if i had to just choose one i'm picking capitalism all day it's not even a it's not even a question but i also do realize that you can't just have just that because you're it, it'll be you know it, 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 it'll be bad it, it would be it wouldn't be good it wouldn't yeah be good. you don't you don't want one you don't want purely one or the other i think i think if we look around the world to try and find examples that are 
because there are very few places in the world that are exclusively if we're ignoring communism because there are places that are exclusively communism clearly um there are less examples of pure capitalism pure socialism because usually it's a on the on a on a on a on a gradient it's a mishmash of those two things um i would say let's say uh, norway is probably way closer to the pure socialist and yep. the U.S. would be the closest thing in the world to pure capitalist. Um, so the question I ask myself is, do I want to live in Norway or do I want to live in the U.S.? And uh, if we're asking about Ugh. only choosing one or the other, and I'm going to live in Norway every fucking time. Listen, man, if I, if I, if I wanted to be, yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I, listen, I'm sure Norway is a wonderful place to live. Uh, you know, if, if, you, if, if you want, if you kind of want things formulaic you know um yeah no i i I couldn't live like that i i need to be able to have freedom to uh i just need freedom so what is it what (laughs) is it that you're doing now that you don't think you'd be able to do there i think i could do all the things there i think i'd be taxed harder um i think people would be afforded some of the luxuries that i have without um working as as hard um i feel like i'd be put into which luxury s- sort of a sort of a a box so to speak um i feel i feel like there'd be a limit to what i to what i could do i feel i feel like i i would be limited not at what i could do but ha- um how far i could go where it would make sense to keep going if that makes sense you know what i'm saying so I think like there would be. It's the, it's the I think, think there would be an a... ex- okay. That's probably a better way to put it. I think there would be yeah. a much, much higher quality of life up to a certain point. Once that point is 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 there, the 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 quality of life, or uh, from from the work that you put in to what you're getting from the output is not there. And I'd, uh, I I I wouldn't want to. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I'd like to. I just. There's a lot of great things about places like Norway that I think um, are fantastic, but uh, I'm not sure it's an environment that I would want to live my life. Um, I would take the freedom of America over that for sure. Yeah. Even though, even though I think America is probably a much more dog shit place um, in general, um, but I think individually, I think ultimately that's what America is 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 an individual well, it's because thing. It's, it's because it's closer yeah. to pure capitalism. It's that's the idea. Exactly. It's, it's group. Exactly. It's group versus individual. Any any just, environment yeah. that is that is open enough is going to favor a smaller number of individuals yeah. and and Correct. be less beneficial on Correct. average to the person. Um, and then Correct. the reverse is is true in a place that that leans more social, yeah. where you're going to get a higher quality of life on average, but maybe your billionaire status is going to be lower. Like if you look at the number of billionaires in the U.S. and then you look at the number of billionaires in in Norway, clearly, even if you were to account for per capita, clearly the U.S. is clobbering Norway in billionaire status. Uh, but like the average, so when he asked the question. And so this is, uh, that's my opinion regardless of this. But when he asked the question, what do you think is better for the world? On average, I think if the whole world operated and was as successful at it, because not every country is successful within the confines of different versions of socialism, like Canada falters in ways that Norway does not under 
certain parts of our socialistic policies, I think on average, clearly the world is happier per person yeah. in that environment. The thing is, I, I just think more people benefit from, 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 uh, from socialism um, uh, as, as individuals, but I'm not sure they would benefit um, as a nation. Um, uh, for, 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 for a number of reasons. Uh, but I mean, that's a whole different, that's a whole different topic. I'm not against it either way. Um, I just wouldn't live in Norway personally. Um, so, you know, I'm an ambitious person. So like, I'm just, I'm just one of those, I'm just one of those people, but, uh, I am sure the quality of life in Norway and places that are like that are astronomically higher. Um, um, from, for the majority of people. I mean, having a place to for schooling, healthcare, you know, all this stuff. Yeah, you, you're you're paying a little bit more out of pocket and stuff. Maybe if you don't make as much money, you're still treated like a decent human being. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, America, I guess, a first world. You know, we even in Canada. I mean, Canada, America. It's it's a it's a dog eat dog world out there for the most part. So, I mean, that's just the the environment that we live in. You're rewar- you're rewarded for. For the effort. Some people are good. Some people are bad. That's just the way it is. Mm. That's just the way it is. And that's where the podcast ends. Ladies and gentlemen, two hours and 40 minutes in the hot tub for Mr. Black. He's got to get out because he's officially a raisin. I'm fucking pruned up. Pruned out of his mind. I am pruny. Yep. So we will see you guys next week for another Technical Alpha podcast. Oh, what a terrible time to get indigestion. We'll see you guys next week for our Technical Alpha podcast. Thank you so much for stopping by. Uh, you know, uh, spread the word. Tell everyone about uh, Technical Alpha if you think they'll enjoy themselves. Uh, hit the like button on YouTube. Uh, you know, rate us on whatever platforms that you're on that have the ability to give us a, a rating if you can. And we'll see you guys next week. And until then, stay safe out there. And peace! Peace!